This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by the entirety of the Duckfeed TV network of shows. If you like this show, we like to think that you will like our other shows. You can listen to Watch Out for Fireballs, The Level, Those Damn Ross Kids, Teenage Dirtbags, Check It Out Comrade, Abject Suffering, uh, and more. There are blogs on the website, people. Uh, there's Hexcrank about survival horror. There's the Infinity Engineers, which I recently relaunched. I'm doing a deep dive uh, kind of area-by-area area examination of Arcanum, um, kind of talking about what that game does uh, interestingly. Um, so if you're just here for Bonfireside Chat, I understand. However, there's a bunch of other stuff. You're already here. Just check it out. Be cool. It'd be the thing to do. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. Name thyself, stranger. I am Yoshka, captain of the Dark Moon Knights. What beckoned thee to such a place? If thou'st come stumbling here in error, I bid thee leave anon. This tower is a prison. Thy presence shall invoke the ire of the tyrant Sullivan. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Richard Pilbane. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a kindled favorite. And this week we are talking about the second part of Irithyll of the Boreal Valley. Um, including, and this is a reminder that we are beyond the spoiler wall, this is at your own risk, dot, 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 and Orlando, but we're going to get there. And as you heard, we are joined by Richard Pilbeam, um, uh, one of our most well-received guests from recent seasons. Hey, Richard. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hi. I'm back again. Yeah, Richard, uh, people will know you from the, uh, from the Jerk Sans Frontiers, um, uh, <laughs> did I pronounce that right? Uh, YouTube uh, yeah, channel, right? I don't care anymore at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's become an albatross around my neck oh no uh, <laughs> rebrand rebrand pull up <laughs> uh, it is uh yeah and and also uh from our bloodborne season um from yes. the, the the dlc um episode uh that we we had you on for for that and yes, uh yeah and, the hunter's nightmare yeah yeah and yeah. and and what cole said was absolutely true that um I don't think we've ever had a, a first time guest on that has said like we get, you know, people like our guests, we get a lot of good feedback, but I was surprised by the outpouring of uh of appreciation. Yeah. They oh, came thank through. You. So yeah. People, people disappointment really love it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think I don't think you will. The reason um you know why I don't think you will and the reason why I think that uh the reason you kinda popped up on my radar, um that YouTube channel, uh Jerks on Frontiers is really excellent. Um, you start doing these kind of long form, uh, really close up, kind of zoomed in further than I'd seen. Yeah, other yeah. other Lorster's stuff on on Bloodborne. Mm. Um, and it's it's really a method it. that um, it's a method that sort of it works very well in Bloodborne. I don't know if it works to the same degree in Dark Souls Three because one of the reasons that I did that with Bloodborne is that the previous um, Souls games they told a lot of their stories through the item descriptions. Bloodborne <clears> told a lot of its story visually, so I thought I'll take a different approach. So, uh, yeah, Dark Souls Three has been sort of interesting for me because it's um, mostly mostly textual what you're told. There's a couple of there's all the same degree of sort of visual uh, inferences, but I've I've got a list of things in Anormando, so <laughs> we'll see how Very it goes. Cool. 
Yeah, and we definitely want to get somebody who has uh, had that kind of eye for detail for this area because this is a very dense, dense area yeah. and is yes. a, a kind of a turning point. Like we talked about in the last episode, how um, when Richard, when did you pick up that this was uh, this was Anne Orlando? At what point? Uh, I, well, I was actually live streaming my blind playthrough. Oh wow! And um, throughout it, I'm talking to people, and and we had a no spoilers thing, and I was saying like, <laughs> um, "Gosh, this sure is a lot like Anne Orlando." And then. It culminated in me finding the Dark Moon tomb, going <laughs> up the corkscrew lift, and then be and then like stupidly facing the wrong direction. Oh no! <laughs> facing away from the cathedral, and I'm just looking at it this expensive nothingness. Like, see, it's not an Orlando. There's nothing here. It's completely barren and empty. This is just. And then I turn around and you can see me go, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, hello! I didn't see you come in. <laughs> and then the, the the title screen popped up to just yeah. add insult to injury there. <laughs> uh, that, that is that is great. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think this is, I mean, you could have, people could have gone down to, and we talked about this a little bit, and we'll be going down there next, but we could have gone down to Smoldering Lake and the Demon Ruins and seen this mm-hmm. uh, this kind of thing. But I think the game works best with this as the reveal. Um, and yeah, people this is, who, it's a very, it's like you said, it's a turning point in the story, because you, mm-hmm. hmm. you... Well, you wrapped up, like, what we spent a lot of the story on, which is Eldrick. Right. Like, yeah. Eldrick is, is the, the, the most flushed out big bad uh, in the game. Definitely. Um, and this is, you know, people who have, uh, kind of been on our balls this season about, uh, not liking Dark Souls three. Like, I think almost all of this works and I really like this. So oh, yeah. yeah, if, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to talk some sugar about it. So if people, <laughs> uh, you know, and then, and then people will probably complain about that as well. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, but it's uh, like there, there, there's a density and consequence to the way that it is done here that actually yeah. doesn't make it feel like a like a throw off repeat. And also, mm-hmm. like this area is significantly changed aesthetically. Like this is one of the most obvious places uh, where time has passed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the the way it's changed also ties back into Dark Souls One. But we'll I guess we'll cover that when we get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Cole, uh, tell us about the first half of uh, Irithyll, what we do last time. Yeah, well, you know, we walked into this sealed off frozen city uh, that looked strangely familiar, um, faced the, uh, the the knights and beasts that dwelt there, and then ultimately uh, kind of defeated this mastermind behind the church, or at least the man who called himself Pope, this Pontiff Sullivan, mm. who we know has been kind of, you know, manipulating or working with Aldrich. Um, again, you know, as we said before, you know, most of what we've done since we left Lothric has been kind of, you know, riding hot on the trail of, you know, these major figures in yeah. uh, kind of the, you know, the, the kingdom and everywhere that kind of the church has uh, has influenced. So we defeated, you know, Pontiff Sullivan and learned about his kind of manipulation of this of this profane flame. But, you know, because this is a part two you know, there's more to come. Like, we're actually going to get to the man himself, this, you know, one of our Lords of Cinder. And in fact, it feels so weird to say so late in the season, our second one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of strange, the way this game is structured. The fact that we spend so much time uh, on the way. Like, Eldrick is kind of the Lord Vessel of, uh, of Dark Souls yeah. 3, you know. <laughs> and that he is a vessel for previous Lords. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also like uh, when when I played it, and I know a lot, this happened to a lot of other people, the path that you take to Sullivan in the Irithyll, it's easy to miss, or it it kind of it also looks like it's like an optional area. 
Like there might be mm. some treasure here, but it's not somewhere you need to go because your eyes are immediately drawn to the, the area called the distant manor, which of course mm. leads to an area you haven't covered yet, um, mm -hmm. the profane capital, and there's another Lord of Cinder there. So for me and a lot of people, Aldrich was actually like the final Lord of Cinder that we put down before um, uh, Lorien and Lothric. Yeah. Mm. So for me, there was like, I had a different experience in that there was much more of a buildup about the profaned flame and everything, which obviously isn't here yet. But it's an interesting, like, yeah, the way that um, having that nonlinear structure means that you'll you'll take different things away from the fight with Sullivan based on how much you know so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I see that. I mean, I definitely got to that distant manor bonfire, but my heuristic of like finishing off an area before I go to a new yeah. one yeah. just meant I, I was like, okay, this this is an optional area. Was what <laughs> I, what I thought. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna head back because I know there was that gate up at the top and there could have been a way that it could have looped back. But for one reason or another, I just turned back when I got to the bonfire. Yeah. But that's interesting. I, I guess that is uh because that little way into the sewer full of the, the spider ringos is like not, mm. you know, the most obvious, right. Obvious thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, unlike no, most uh, episodes, we're not going to talk about uh, the lore of this area. We've already talked about kind of what Irithyll yeah. is. And we're going to talk about the individual parts of that lore that pop up as they pop up. Because this is really heavy. We have major quest lines ending, major character quest lines. We have new enigmatic characters being introduced. So we're going to talk about that stuff as it pops up. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Let, so, I mean, like, we pick up right where this lets off. Like, we, you know, have this bonfire now in Sullivan's arena. And, you know, this arena kind of becomes this massive cathedral um, that we can kind of explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, which, which we're going to, we're going to go up to the, the top floor of that cathedral, but first we go out into Sullivan's little, little backyard nook is barbecue <laughs> yeah. PVP zone. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, it's too bad he died before he could install the, uh, the horseshoe pit. Like that would have been a, 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 a real fun thing for his barbecues. Cole, is this a Pontiff Sullivan's backyard wrestling? Don't try this at home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, what's going on here? Because uh, this is that's exactly what this is. This is the place for PvP. The times where I've tried to summon help because I don't feel like dealing with the uh, the twin beasts on my own, uh -huh. uh, people get annoyed because they're not being summoned. They don't want to be summoned for that. They just want to yeah. fight, you know, <laughs> yep. in this little little basin here. Yeah, they just want crystal lizards. Yeah, they just want to rock and rumble. Like this whole area actually is just ripe for PvP. Um, yeah. and fight clubs and things like that. We're going to see another area a little bit later on that is also pretty popular for it. Like this is, uh, this is a real fracas focused area. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, it, that in, um, uh, working in tandem with the, the covenant that's connected to this area means that there's <laughs> just constant invasion. Yeah. The covenant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious though, because you step out and this is uh this is a large kind of like semicircular balcony kind of structure here, um, right off the back. Um, it, on one hand, it kind of reminds me a little bit of where you find uh, Solaire, um, yeah. at, the, at the start, but you like, you look out and you see this kind of structure that's kind of embedded into a, into a mountain off in the distance. Awesome. Is that any place we've been? Because I've not been able to like draw any kind of conclusion. Um, I think it's somewhere you'll be going later on. But mm. we're we're past the spoiler space, aren't we? So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be Arch Dragon Pig. It is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, because yeah, I've seen um somewhere uh like if you if you zoom in on it, if you binoculars it, like the geography is the same, and you can yeah. see it also uh when you go down to Irithil Dungeon, it kind of wraps around. Mm. Um, so mm. when you get to the place where you are going to Arch Dragon Peak, you're looking at the same thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you there. can you can see 
I think the cathedral from Arch Dragon Peak. Hmm. If you look yeah. far enough to the distance, you can see something. I forget nice. what's building exactly. Yeah, I just uh, I I had no real concept of what Arch Dragon Peak would look like from the outside. I suppose. Yeah. Um. So that is that is good to know that it's actually like representative of someplace. Yeah, because I mean, the, the way you get there is so strange that there was like an ongoing thing about like initially whether Arch Dragon Peak is even real or whether it's like the dream or mm. the giant memories or something. But yeah. it, it does appear to be an actual physical place. Mm-hmm. Even even though it could be, we don't know where it's at. Kind of uh, depending on your interpretation of Dark Souls Three chronologically or in the yeah. you know we, we don't know if it's the Firelink Shrine or the Untended Graves version. Yeah. Of, uh, Arch- <laughs> yeah. Arch- yeah. To put it in, to yeah. put it in, in absolutely incomprehensible words for anyone who doesn't know this game. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, because like, it, it definitely does seem more alive than anywhere else that we yeah. go to. And also, you know, yeah. you know, it's nighttime here on this side, but over there, it's kind of midday. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Anchorage. <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least until you press that lever, at which point things get stormy and yeah. weird. Yeah. The, and, the nighttime lover. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Where, where you turn on the dark time lever. Um. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> um, um, but um, but yeah, like you step out here, and again, this uh, this continues to be an incredibly beautiful area. And the moment where yeah. this kind of really sunk in for me, where I was at, like I, you know, I I chose to open up my heart and let myself believe that this might be in Orlando, um, is yeah. like that corner reveal because you turn you turn uh, left, and then just kind of like the the cathedral gives way as you pass it, and then you're just like straight up looking at this buttressed cathedral that fucking is in Orlando with, with its spiral staircase. Of. Yeah, yeah. But like I I I, I totally missed that that was there when the first I just ran through. Uh-huh. And, like, I think a lot of people did. I keep hearing, like, no one... People would legitimately surprised that that was there. Mm. Because yeah. they just ran, they just saw the giants and ran through and didn't actually look up. Well, there's a lot of visual information to take in. There are the giants. There's yeah. the two invaders that pop up. And you're also getting sniped this whole time. <laughs> yeah. It almost makes me wonder if that is that kind of, her, like, being harried uh, that is intentional to kind of distract you from that. Yeah. Like, if the kind of enemy mm. density in this area... And the uh, the way that it's coming from all angles is actually meant to disorient you. Yeah, or to at yeah, the very least and, keep your um, eyes down. Yeah, and to potentially make you seek cover, which reveals where the dark plate, uh, dark plate ring, dark stone plate ring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple stone plate. Something it's a stone yeah. Plate. It's, it's the it's the dark stone plate. That's dark stone plate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There, there's there's a bunch of so right here, uh, right when you kind of cross that corner, there's this amazing view of all these dead. Uh, giants, giants. Um, here, some of which are just wounded. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, who <laughs> yeah. You can dead. actually hear them snoring <laughs> if they're still alive. If you stand next to them, you can hear this like. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but, but some of them will get up and wreck your shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it I looks mean, like um, they were they were fighting the Aldrich faithful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those uh, those ultra people, yeah. the uh, the the deacons yeah, it's, are up on the upper level. It's frustrating because in a ga- the game has quite a lot of these like set pieces where enemies will fight each other, mm-hmm. but they don't. If fight you each come other here, here, yeah. <laughs> if you get over here, where it looks for all the world like the giants were killed because the uh, the deacons were standing up, zapping them with fireballs. If you wake up the giants, the fireballs just go through them. They just clip through like they're not there. Bleh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but weirdly, if you if you aggro. Wake up the giants, aggro them, then run off. They will return to where they were, but they'll face the balcony. Like, that's mm-hmm. what they're looking at. But there's oh, no yeah. actual... Yeah, there's no conflict, though. It's really strange. <laughs> I guess... I don't know, maybe they, maybe it was, like, too... 
too easy if the fireballs could kill the giants. You could just run through. I don't think it'd be too easy. No. I, th- I think that would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's like it reminded me of immediately. It reminded me of the giants' memories from Dark Souls Two. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you when you're in a very similar thing where there are dead giants everywhere and there's a war going on, and like I, I've said it again and again whenever we talked about these games, but some of my favorite moments are when you get to a place and it seems like it's still active. Mm-hmm. Like because it, yeah. it's so rare. You spend eighty percent of the game, ninety percent of the game in like long dead civilizations with just undead monsters kind of keeping guard, and then you get somewhere where it's like, oh, stuff is still happening here. <laughs> like when um, it's one of the things like you know, not everybody likes the Duke's archives, but one of the things about getting in prison there and then having these uh, these snake men jailers, um, you know, and these other prisoners is like, oh, this is still an operation that's happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I really like I I could have dug that feeling like oh whatever this war is it's still kind of going on yeah um even though that still wouldn't have like i'm still i I don't want to sound like a dummy i don't actually have a good idea as to why the giants are here (laughs) fighting the other faithful um this is the thing about doing stuff out of order because like i went to the profane capital which is like the giant place before here Mm -hmm. this is whole thing when you get there about yorm yorm and the giants like there was a war going on Yep. And that Sullivan, the pontiff, had, like, raided the profane capital and stolen taken the profane the flame. flame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd taken the flame and he'd... Sorry, there's a cat on me. He'd taken <laughs> the flame and he'd, um... Like, he, there was, he'd gone into this, the Irithyll dungeon and there's a giant locked up there. So the second I got here, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is the giant's failed attempt to lay siege to, uh... The, the uh... Ir- yeah, Irithyll or Orlando yeah. or the, the yeah. church... Yeah, this is the Giants, like, trying to fight off Aldrich and Sullivan's um, army as they're taking on Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly, like, yeah. There's this giant, like, massive ballista in um, the Demon Ruin. I'm talking about stuff that, like, is is the problem with him being (laughs) nonlinear. Later on in the game, there is a giant ballista thing that is facing it's underground but it's facing this like gap and you can see irithyll through the gap and it kind of oh, looks interesting. like yeah yeah were they was that like they were firing these bolts through the yeah through <laughs> that gap into irithyll yeah like through this uh yeah uh, like substrata uh murder hole almost yeah yeah i, I always assumed i was i had a real uh curiosity about that uh the giant you know fakey avalon you know latria reference down there yeah um, because I mean, it, it never, I, maybe I didn't look where it was necessarily pointed, but that was also a hard, like figuring out what conflict had gone on there yeah. was <laughs> well, also it's not, it's not for pointed me. at the gap, but the gap is there. Okay. So it could, yeah, it could and have like, been swiveled yeah, you at, can, at that point. You can, you can see the gap, like as you're in the sort of transitional area between Aerithyll and Aerithyll dungeon on that, mm. like, um, like walkway, if you look downward. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, because I, I knew that the like the giants, there was some kind of slave revolt or some kind of thing which made sense to me. I guess even with the the profane <laughs> flame, and and this may be you know, it, this might not be the case with you, Richard. Like you might have a greater understanding of it. That felt like a to me like a pretty unfinished kind of storyline. Yeah, uh, but this it, is the whole thing because we know there's going to be DLC. Yeah, right. and yeah. from know there's going to be DLC, so <laughs> you have to like kind of weigh up. Okay are they intentionally leaving stuff out so they can do it in the DLC? It's yeah. like, yeah. like later on, we will see statues of like the primordial serpents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that stuff. They will don't show up in the game at all. Up. And it's like, 
is yeah. this looks like DLC bait. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It, yeah. It's, that definitely is the case. It was hard for me to make too many summations as to what was actually happening with the uh the profane flame yeah. based yeah. on what's I mean, in I, I, the I, we could talk about the profane flame, but that's in a completely <laughs> different episode. Yeah. But like just, the profane flame law is is a mess. Yeah. I've tried yeah. like figuring it out and yeah. it's just like it doesn't make any sense chronologically what happened. It it almost mm. it almost feels a little bit like uh like a kind of art to the deep lore. Like maybe it was something that was going to be more 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 thoroughly developed. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. Was, was was kind of either discarded or kind of put off into this corner, and uh, given this very yeah. loose connection. Like, promises the final thing I'll say about the profane flame. But like the the problem I have with it is that there's like a real issue with cause and effect in the way it's written, where it's not clear what event happened first because there's two events surrounding the profane flame, and mm-hmm. it just confuses the crap out of me to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I I also find it really confusing, and it kind of like it doesn't seem. In any previous entry in the series, it didn't feel as if they were writing for the DLC quite as much as they are in this. Yeah, one. definitely. Like that—that that bums me out. Uh, like I'm not—I'm not, yeah. not super into that. Like it, what it means is, and every single person I've talked to about Dark Souls Three, even people who are more kind of strident defenders of it than I am, um, have so many eggs in that basket. <laughs> like yeah. everyone is just like, oh, this DLC is gonna solve it. Like. Krusty's coming, you know, like Krusty <laughs> is coming. Like, yeah. And, and, like, and if this DLC yeah. is anything short of like a massive revelation, it's going to disappoint so many people. Yeah. Because like, everyone is, is like, their, yeah. the major reason I haven't rushed into making Dark Souls 3 content because like I kind of rushed into doing Bloodborne stuff just before the DLC landed and the DLC disproved like days and <laughs> yeah. days and days <laughs> of browsing wikis and like watching yeah. stuff in freeze frame and then like, oh no, it's all wrong. Okay. Yeah. And just, you <laughs> yeah. know, it, it sucks because like it's very, it's very apparent that we're in this that we're in this weird cycle, you know, as people who make content for this and have been since Dark Souls 2, where, you know, we are kind of throwing effort and elbow grease at what ultimately ends up being kind of something that is incomplete without stuff that comes out later. It was a very, very extreme case with um, um, Dark Souls 2 because there was a whole new version of the game, you know, but even the DLC shed new light on some of those questions, but not as many as we would have hoped. Yeah, you know? and even like the Bloodborne DLC, like me and everyone I talked to was expecting this is going to fill in the Canehurst area, which is the most obviously unfinished part. Right, and it does nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's completely yeah, different. Yeah. It's, yeah, it feels like it's from a it's a little side story. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's um. So so we we have the giants. I I think that you're probably right on. Like I like this idea of them coming from uh from the dungeon, which mm-hmm. we'll get to in a couple episodes. Um. Yeah. For now, though, we're we're dealing with a couple of uh, Drang knights. So a couple, a couple of guys from uh, from Drang Lake with the, with the, the Steve Rule yeah. Knights um, who uh, who charge us. There's so much going on in this part because there's the giants. This entire time you're getting pelted with fireballs from these deacons uh, with yes. gigantic ranges uh, from up above. So I've always just kind of pulled these guys back to the, the backyard wrestling zone yeah. to fight these two, yeah. two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love so. these guys because, the, you know, so they after the Drang Lake Knights disbanded, they kind of became sellswords. And, you know, they're they're this band of mercenaries there. It seems like by their placement, they were hired by Sullivan in order to fight these giants because they had experience fighting giants, you know, mm-hmm. just like as institutional mm-hmm. memory. My favorite detail, um, if you if you kill them, they drop their twin spears, which, again, is, you know, one of these dual wielding weapons, the way that Dark Souls three handles dual wielding. And um, mm-hmm. it makes a nod toward the mechanics of Dark Souls 2, because like if you read the description, it says that they were known for their aggressive shieldless tactics, kind of referring mm-hmm. to, you know, the, the focus that Dark Souls 2 placed yeah. on dual wielding. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. 
and you get to do a real goofy little charge with one of these things under each arm uh, if you use it. so it's it's real silly um which i really like um so you make your way through this kind of an articulation point here where you can go uh the critical path splits so you can take the high road or the yes. low road um here either through the uh the valley of dead giants um or up these uh these kind of stairs past some of those ghosts um in order to uh, they're not ghosts those invisible slave creatures yeah, slaves, yeah. the slaves um, in, yeah yeah in order to go up and, and uh, fight the deacons. But we'll go to the right first because there's kind of a cul-de-sac that is interesting. Um, so you head through this uh, this valley of dead giants um, to this structure down at the end, which has a uh, a fairly, I think, pretty non-obvious illusory wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I completely missed it. I had to get told yeah. about it. Yeah, it's just like yeah. off off back in a corner. Yeah, it, does, mm. it doesn't have any visual signifiers for it. So it's <laughs> not like, you know at the end of a hallway or anything like that. It's literally, yeah. and it's not even like room. you can see the place it leads to from somewhere exactly. else and sort of reverse engineer the path. It's like, yeah, it, it, absolutely. Like it doesn't look like this building is bigger on the, you know, the outside than it is on the inside, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you hit this uh, illusory wall and there's this really, really long, uh, ladder that heads down to what I think is one of the hardest encounters in the game. Um, yes. Is that like up there with, the nameless king boss fight which i think is the other super super hard encounter in the game <laughs> um this little area for a new uh, covenant uh the aldrich faithful um where there are two of these uh, uh sullivan's beasts down here um hmm. that i think are just like it's it's flooded these things are so nasty and you can <laughs> you can draw one of them at a time um yeah that's how i did that yeah, that like eventually that's yeah. you know, it, it, but this took me so many tries. Like this was this was how I did the whole game. <laughs> yeah, yeah me, me too, me too. Even but even with that, like this was such a wall for me. Um, and eventually I got it, got them down. Um, but it's a really really tough encounter, I think. Yeah, I still uh, I still haven't yeah. done it. I'm not a I'm not ashamed to admit it. It just feels so so poorly balanced for like yeah. um, kind of achievability. It's, it's Particularly really if you if you run past the two drain guys and go down the ladder and they follow you down, which happened <laughs> to me. <laughs> I was oh, trying man. to bait them into falling off, yeah. but uh, <laughs> they're they smarter this time around. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just I'm not down to fight two watchdogs of the old lords. I really am not. Yeah, like watchdog what, what of was... the old lords. <laughs> yeah, oh, very good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I am not into you know I did one one watchdog of the cold lord was too much. Um, <laughs> Two of them is, is definitely too much. Yeah. You get significant rewards uh, yes. for, for doing it. Right. Um, because you get the uh, this version of the ring in favor and protection, which one thing I really like is how that has been kind of fading throughout the series. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, even the, just the equivalent. So the one in Dark Souls 2 had less of an effect. Um, same thing with Havel's ring, which has less of an effect now. Like you do get mm. this sense of like, that's one of the ways the game mechanically shows that the world is yeah. in a worse state, even though it's trying to contrast different shades of gray. Yeah. Um, Although you know, it kind of undoes it by throwing in like the plus one and plus two variations later yeah, that's on. That's true. Yeah. It, like the more you, uh, yeah, the main <laughs> to do this. The, um, yeah, so, the, they, whatever, so these things respawn, but if you kill both of them, they don't. Right. Uh, and oh, okay, if you, yeah. yeah the, the, the second one you kill gives you the ring of favor and protection, which is decent. But the other well, thing it's just the to, ring of favor. It doesn't have any protection because oh, right. if you, yeah. ta if you yeah. take it off, um, it doesn't uh, get destroyed. Like it doesn't matter. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a it's a minor boost. All your your you know your principal three kind of derived statistics. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The uh, in the corner though, like one of the, I love this. Like finding this was a real great creepy moment. <laughs> is uh, Archdeacon McDonald. McDonald. Um, yeah. This is this is the third of the archdeacons we've run into. Um, after uh, Royce and what's his head? Clint. <laughs> yeah, yes, Clint. Clint. There we go. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Do we um, ever? Do we actually run into Clint, or do we no, just run into Royce? We, so uh, the idea, um, since possibly since he served uh, it, it Rosaria, yeah. is that he is probably yeah. one of the grubs. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense because there's like one yeah. with a staff outside. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's Klimp. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that directly says that, no. but that's my yeah. guess. Yeah, I, th- I think that that is a that that is a pretty um, safe guess. If if it's not mm. specifically that one, then he's part of the teeming mass of slugmen. Maybe he's the yeah. one who we found uh, unceremoniously ditched by the river. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's that's called heal, doesn't it? So it makes sense if yeah. it were a cleric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but like no. he 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 cast off his uh, his his bident or whatever and uh, mm. joined Rosaria for the rebirth. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like um uh, this guy. What's his name? McDonald. McDonald. He, uh, yeah, he is like dead and bloated and giant off in the corner. Yeah, and like he has up. these like black fronds growing out of his eye sockets. Yep, it's such a good image. Do we <laughs> want to talk about the fronds because they're kind of interesting? We alluded to it a little bit last time, but it's the uh, yeah. that's the influence of the of the profane flame, right? I have not a clue, but like <laughs> McDonald's got them growing out of his eyes. The the like deacons of the deep enemies around this area, they have them too. They have them going up the bottom of their um of their robes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the actual deacons of the deep that you fight back at the cathedral don't have them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean yeah. is that a, a I mean, so it wouldn't just be proximity to the flame because we see a lot of, you know, tree kind of artifacts back even in uh yeah. in uh, Lothric as well. Yeah. Well, the confusing it's thing is those, it's not clear what they're I, like meant to be. They're just yeah, like I, these fibers. It doesn't feel to me that like the trees are one thing, right? right? So it, it and it's yeah. it's kind of it's one of those things that it feels wildly like sloppy is the wrong word, but having uh, kind of branch image imagery and root sim- imagery kind of symbolize multiple things if they truly do. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels kind of like not best yeah. practices because we've been seeing people turn into trees since the beginning of the game. You know, like that's that's a high wall yeah. thing, but it's so different than this. I don't think that the hollows well, that are turning into trees feel the same or look the same as the faithful that are having them grow out of their eyes. Well, do, you, yeah. do you think that like the hollows that are turning into trees, specifically the ones in Lothric, they look very much like that pus of man stuff, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is implied to be that's humanity kind of bursting out of you. Yeah. So could this be that if you take too much human dregs instead of too much humanity, your human dregs go wild and you grow these like wilty little roots instead of turning into a proper tree? Maybe. But yeah. then you also have somebody like uh like like Sullivan who sprouts these branch like butterfly wings. Yeah. 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 And and yeah, who is not brought down by it. Like he is he's empowered by it. Yeah. And like you know? annoyingly, it's not like clear if Sullivan qualifies as one of the Aldrich faithful, because it seems more like he, he sees himself as in charge of Aldrich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. a worshipper of Aldrich, whereas all these other guys are. So yeah, it's like he's, he's up here. And Aldrich so. himself doesn't really have them, does he? He's like a mm-hmm. slug. <laughs> yeah, I'll, oh I'll... yeah he's he's a skull slug yeah there's yeah. not much that actually defines Aldrich. <laughs> yeah um yeah so it, it is tricky like it, it definitely at this point feels like trees are not the the same thing like i've gone through i went through so many tree phases where like at first <laughs> oh, i saw totally. them i'm like oh it's an aldia thing like there's dragons uh here there are people turning into trees you know this is maybe aldia and then i was like no you know aldia is mostly just dis- mostly if not entirely disregarded by this um, this is uh, humanity. Maybe they turn into the pilgrim butterflies, mm-hmm. which are you know giant eventually. Mm-hmm. And then we get to these trees, and I'm like, what? You know, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that there had been a different symbol for corruption. Well, I, I guess like a lot of Dark Souls threes like characters, there's a, a, an emphasis on them sort of finding a third option out of this like fire dark cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it could be that like 
depending on what path you're taking, you're turning into a different kind of tree, maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. Aldrich's whole thing is he he sees beyond fire and dark into what he he calls the age of the deep sea, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's what he's essentially trying to create by eating Gwendolyn. Spoilers. Right. <laughs> and like, do, do you want to talk about like the whole like? Because obviously it's a cathedral of the deep, but here it, we don't get any human dregs there, but we start getting human dregs at this point, and. Do you want to talk about human dregs? Because it's it's kind of an interesting concept that it's yeah. it's something that's vaguely lost in the English one because it's a Shinto thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, tell us uh, tell okay. us about the, uh, the okay. origins of that. Um, this is it's actually something that I know about because it plays a big role in Bloodborne. Is this um the Shinto concept of everything has to flow? Mm-hmm. Um, like w- water and w- water has to keep flowing to maintain its purity, and if water stagnates, then that's like the equivalent that's sort of not evil in a moral sense but in a spiritual sense if so if something stops flowing it stagnates and when it stagnates then it, it it accumulates filth and like things start growing in it um like bugs and things start breeding in it right so in bloodborne there's this guy called volta who goes on and on about um this the filth of humanity the corruption of humanity and he gives you this thing called the um what's his rune called again impurity <sighs> yeah it's called impurity but in in the uh, Japanese one, it's called stagnation. So he's talking about that concept that humanity is stagnating because we're stagnating, we're turning into beasts and we have these little like wriggling insects living in us. Mm-hmm. So when you come to the uh, Aldrich Faithful, they're collecting these things called human dregs that are described explicitly as this is the heaviest stuff in the body. It sinks to the bottom. Yeah. And so uh, it will drag not, humans down to like yeah, unknown depths. So yeah. it's stagnancy. It doesn't flow. And like um, McDonald. When you get, I think it's the staff he gives you, it says something like, uh, McDonald was delighted in the stagnating souls of the cathedral. Mm-hmm. And like, he's in this room and the room is full of water, but the water isn't moving, the water is stagnant. And in the stagnancy, we find these human dregs. So it's like Aldridge's, Aldridge's Age of Deep seems to be creating a a world in which nothing flows anymore, in which everything is just this like still deep pit of water. Yeah. And that's what he sees, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what human dregs seem to be like. If you basically render people down into like kind of primordial slime, yeah, you have a human drag. And you even you even see like the the sprite for the human for the human drag. It looks kind of like a wilted eyeless humanity sprite. Like it is it is yeah. a humanity stripped of something something stripped essential. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. and, and so this drops. And what's funny is like you know that. That description, if you just look at the age of the deep, it actually sounds a little bit like the, um, you know, the great still that happened before the first. Flame I was just was about lit. to say that. Yeah, it yeah. sounds yeah, like you know, the, uh, nothing. Uh, nothing lives before nothing there was dies. disparity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where there's just grayness and there's no, there's no extremes. Everything is just stagnant. Right. Yeah. 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 I. Um, yeah. I, I. That's really interesting. The uh, previous to this, this kind of like age of the deep sea, because the you know the even just the phrasing the deep sea. Uh, points in a bunch of different directions mm-hmm. you know like i've read people who think that it is a, like a bloodborne either reference like easter egg or confirmation that it is in the same universe like he's talking about bringing yeah. about the world of bloodborne yeah. which i don't you know i don't know um <laughs> to me what it really seemed like and this is you know what i've said a couple times this this season is it feels to me like um you know every dark souls game has been in this age of age of fire and the cycle between you know with this age of fire um 
previous to this, uh, before Dark Souls 3 came out, Miyazaki talked about how it was a turning point for the series. The series was going to continue, but turn in a totally different direction. And yeah. that's what I felt like this was a reference to. Like this yeah, was a, like, you know, yeah. we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to finally explore what a different age looks like that is kind of free of the cycle. That is a different third thing, but actually get to spend yeah. some time in it instead of it just being a threat behind one of the, because endings. Dark Souls one ends like, I don't think they ever, Miyazaki was thinking in terms of sequels with Dark Souls one. So it ends on a note of finality. Essentially, either you have linked to the fire or age of dark has happened. Then two <laughs> comes along and two throws in this idea of actually it's a constant cycle. And like, there's not, one never hints at there being a cycle because presumably that's the first time the fire is linked by someone other than Gwent. And then Scholar of the First Sin comes out and Aldia's whole thing in that is like there's a third, there's a way out of this. We can resolve this sort of dialectical contradiction between fire and uh, dark and find this third option. And then Dark Souls 3 comes along and it's all about people finding third options, finding ways out of this <laughs> cycle that's... Yeah. 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 Um, it's a like the, the democratization of destabilization almost. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, yeah. We're, we're, we're all trying to find a way out. And this this brings about its own kind of corruption and uh, and mm. awful forces and kind well, of like. And, and yeah, what what you're trying to get out of it isn't necessarily going to be good. I don't know if right. it's necessarily inherently corrupting. It's like the the ways out of this is the natural. I mean, <laughs> letting it die is the natural order of the world. Yeah. But the uh, the natural, yeah. you know, switching to an entirely different paradigm is kind of unnatural and brings with that. But see, even even yeah. living and dying isn't necessarily natural to the world because at the very beginning of Dark Souls 1, you're told mm. that it's the fire that brings about life and death because yeah. prior to the dragons don't die and the trees don't die. It's yeah. just there's n nothing happens. And then well, I, I guess mm. I didn't mean dying. I meant that uh, letting the flame yeah. fade. Like yeah. like extending yeah. the age of fire is not natural. Yeah, it's and, like this and, this this massive cosmological regression to the mean. You yeah, know, yeah. That, uh, the, it, the, is, it is happens. the first sin. You know, it's, like, it's, it's you not know, natural, we, and it's it's getting worse the longer it continues onward. Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> yeah. the link the fire ending of of this game is just like uh, you you've <laughs> maybe bought like a couple of weeks. I yeah, think. <laughs> you just you just put another notch on the belt. And then yeah. you wait for the next yeah. one to come. Yeah, and it, it is. All and, these and, characters, like Aldrich things, they seem to be very aware that like something has to actually change. There has to be some sort of like revolutionary event that changes the paradigm everyone's living in. Right. And to Aldrich, yeah, that's that. Um, it says Aldrich ruminated on the fate of the fire that inspired his vision of the Age of Deep, and then that's what inspires him to to do what he does. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's, he he's also just like it. He also like really, really enjoyed doing it, too, which is like the reason yeah. why if you kind of look at it in terms of like what would be the flaw, because it's not an altruistic act, but it's one that like, no, ultimately, you know, is for the world. Um, however, like you in that really kind of classic sense, um, you know, the, this kind of gluttony or this fact that he actually hungered to do this and had this desire for it. You know, you could read that that clouded him from actually being able to achieve this. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's like he ate Gwendolyn in order to make it happen or he ruminated on it, was going to attempt to make it happen. But he's also <laughs> in prison in this thing, eating this God for a very long time. Yeah. Because how, how, how convenient yeah. that the world uh, in order for the world to change, somebody needs to be massively powerful and do these depraved things. Well, OK, well, I'll just go and be this person. I'll go ahead yeah. and do that stuff. Like, how convenient. Yeah, maybe he's the one who becomes the Lord of... They make a point of stressing he's Lord of Cinder because of his might, not because of his virtue. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a yeah. horrible, like, not even really a human being anymore. He's like the thing, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's in no position to usher us into it. I will not vote for him. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, so this, this opens up. Uh, McDonald here gives you the Eldritch Faithful Covenant, um, which is another our second like Forest Hunters style covenant yeah. uh, hmm. here. And I get invaded by it more than any other covenant. And this area is already hard. So I, I, this is my most, like, I get really annoyed with this covenant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, there, there's a small portion that we missed um, that I want to make sure that we hit because it has like a, a very small uh, lore beat. Um, in, instead of, if instead of going here, you actually turn back and uh, double back into Sullivan's Cathedral, um, you can go up into the roof and uh, fight a mimic that contains the Golden Ritual Spear. Oh, yeah. Um, which yes. uh, kind of alludes to the presence of these Dark Moon Knights. Um, you know, this was <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and, yeah. uh, like this, is, this is a relic from, you know, like almost a profane thing. They were given to the dark moon Knights before Sullivan took over. Um, yeah, Sullivan's so... basically purged them. Right. Yeah. And we'll yeah. see it. We'll see another one soon. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of these spears. Rather. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you head up to these, uh, you know, you can go up as we mentioned and fight the, uh, the, the deacons, up there, there's kind of a line of deacons. There's several of them hiding in the woods, uh, but mm. either in either case, you're kind of trying to find this corner um, that leads to these buttresses <laughs> that are heading up. And even before you get to there, you're going to start getting pelted with arrows. Yep. Uh, because you know, if the, these are these are some some Anne Orlando ass uh, uh, yep. silver knight archers, yep. except they're a thousand times worse now. Yep. Like there's there's so much harder to yep. fight. Like I I don't like it's it's just a, a stamina stamina poise. Thing, and then that uh that electric attack that they have mm-hmm. yeah they're, can, uh, yeah they're little which uh, like isn't a buff so you can't interrupt it <laughs> yeah there's there's it just happens sometimes and yeah. sometimes it's a two-hit combo afterwards sometimes it's a three-hit combo um and just like the uh this is i mean I, again not to sound like a broken record but like this this <laughs> the first couple of playthroughs i did of this i had a build that was suited for dark souls 3 the second i tried to step out of that build i'm meeting meeting all kinds of resistance because yeah. like with a lighter weapon, um, I cannot interrupt. Like I couldn't interrupt these guys very well before because there's not that's not really a thing. But now I'm feeling it. Like I'm getting interrupted really badly uh, <laughs> trying to fight these things. Trying to do this with a with my luck build, uh, where I'm getting like so really frustrated the fighting ears. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, if you if you want to platinum the game by getting the ears, you will get really really good at fighting the silver knights by the end <laughs> of that. Yeah, I, I'm not even. I'm not even grinding. I'm just saying, even just moving through it for you know another time. <laughs> yeah. Like I find them pretty frustrating to fight. Yeah. Um, whereas I used to love fighting silver knights. <laughs> I used to love fighting silver knights, guys. <laughs> All the joy is gone. Yeah, they're really fun to parry. <laughs> We're not making like, you, memories you can... anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and now it's just uh, they just super aggro, super super immune to being stunned. Yeah. Um, you know, and they cover each other in really devious ways, which yeah. I actually like the enemy placement. <laughs> here i just like as duels like i don't like them yeah very much yeah i just uh i just beat feet through this honestly like yeah. I, you know i've I, i've killed a handful of these guys but you know much like the first uh go at an orlando um you know the real the, <laughs> the real secret is to you know move 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 yeah. um through this i love 
this section as both a quote and also a fuck you because it is one of those explicit times where a callback is trying to get you to rely on your previous knowledge making you feel cocky like hey i reckon i recognize this i know this you make your run up the first buttress that you see and then all of a sudden no this this is not like before because there's a parallel buttress and somebody's going to shoot you off from the side yeah like that is such a like i laughed and laughed and laughed when that (laughs) happens um yeah, I, I you know I haven't been hit by one of these guys' arrows unless I'm fighting another one of them because the, I have this kind of feeling. Oh, thank you, thank you. I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the archers are that bad, guys. I mean, there's so many no. things I think are really hard. We, we talked about. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I don't think it's that hard. It's just uh, hey, it, Cole, it was. A, it was... T- tell me again how you thought uh, Pontiff Sullivan was real easy. <laughs> no, no, I was just you know I, I was. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I, was just, I was just being a dick about you being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, it's a. Uh, I just uh, like it, it's not that they were that hard. It was just that it was a real surprise, and I got cocky. I thought yeah. that was that that was a really good quote. But you're but you're right. Like you know, the, because it is very similar, and because they you know they're still using the same weapon, you know when to dodge. Yeah, I just I just have that role, yeah. that timing. If, if, <laughs> if I'm like walking down the street and somebody like played that, you know, losing. <laughs> Uh, wave i'd probably dive onto the ground and break my shoulder and then <laughs> yep, you, would, to the emergency room. <laughs> you would do a roll and break all your electronics yeah in your, in your pockets and your backpack no yeah and also just like the general design of the area the way that like you have one you have one lot you have the the faithful spamming the fireballs at you <laughs> so you kind of don't expect to go from one thing where you're dodging projectiles to dodging different projectiles from like higher up you expect that's like that wave now we're over yeah. that hump there's going to be something different and it blindsides you with this like <laughs> they turned suddenly it's, into it's, a bullet it's a different, game yeah it's a different kind of projectile it's like further away faster like non-homing things yeah, just exactly. raining on you yeah yeah, yeah. Require really different timing to dodge and really different yeah. consequence as well so like the difference between you know if you have a decent fire resistant shield you could block the outer faithful things you don't really want to block uh the silver arrows no or the, the giant arrows no. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a bunch of these jerks. Uh, I, I, I just like them. Um, also, I mean, here's the thing too. And somebody, uh, suggested a pretty, um, pretty cogent reason why this could be, even though there's not anything in the game really to suggest it. Uh, and we talked about this last episode or in the appendix, like, why are these guys here? Yeah. Like the fact that these were illusions summoned by Gwendolyn was so cool mm-hmm. in dark souls one. And the best like explanation someone said is kind of an idea was like, um, oh, you know, if Aldrich ate Gwendolyn, he probably has some of his magic. We know he can eat, he can learn yeah. magic mm-hmm. through uh, through devouring and dreaming. So he learned how to make these illusions. Um, the descriptions say kind of suggest a continuity. The item descriptions on the, their armor mm-hmm. say like the Silver Knights still protect the royal family. Um, yeah. So maybe like maybe even just like the well, part of Gwendolyn that was alive is I, summoning them. Yeah, I might be misremembering, but isn't it? It's isn't it just the gold? sentinels that are the illusion and like the silver knights stick around if you kill Gwendolyn. no no they're no, all gone. silver yeah silver knights are gone. the only gone. thing okay. that sticks around are the painting yeah. uh painting guardians right. and uh, the brass or the yeah. uh the darkling lady of the darkling yeah we got okay. um we got some feedback um and some follow-up in uh the, the the appendix here but i will uh kind of bring the main point forward for this um these knights actually bleed when you kill them um the illusory mm. knights they uh they they dissipated um, in Dark Souls One, whereas these guys they just turn into corpses and they and they they die. also they drop the um, uh, proof of a Concord kept item. Yeah, yeah, which so implies so... that they are working for Gwendolyn, yeah. not 
for Aldridge. Yeah. And so the, yeah. the 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 idea being that uh, you know they had this armor laying around, and so they they decided to you know kind of restore the order, you know, for this you know the the same purpose, kind of but perverted, you know, to serve Aldrich instead of Gwendolyn. Or alternatively, hey, they're they're serving Aldrich unknowingly, thinking right. he is Gwendolyn. Yeah, because yeah. he's he looks like Gwendolyn at this point. He only appears from the shoulders up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, but sir, my liege, why do you only appear in a puppet theater? Well, to to yeah. be fair, Gwendolyn was like a bunch of snakes from the waist down to begin with. Yeah, that's so. true. He had a real butterface. The um, <laughs> her real butter butter snakes. He was a real set of butter snakes. Um, Delicious. I, I would have been into like that. All makes sense. I don't think it would have been too much to have something that suggests that that breaking continuity mm-hmm. yeah. or suggest that that was, you know, either the armor being repurposed or the line being reignited or something like that. Yeah. If, mm. At the very least, like, yes, you can make a version that logically follows. It doesn't undo the very cool thing that Dark Souls one does, mm-hmm. but it feels like an appendix kind of tacked onto it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Because like, I, I love that they were illusions in Dark Souls one. That's one of the coolest like moments in that game is mm. that realization and then just like no well, we can just put other people in the armor mm-hmm. like I, I get that that's the case however it's weirdly just that's like one of the less satisfying parts of this area yeah for it just me. it just fe- it feels worse like yeah i, I mean yeah, it, i okay. mean they couldn't have had to be a new enemy because they needed to do the callback and they needed to have the arrow to have them tactically be the same but it did kind of bum me out yeah. like even if they like they, they looked largely similar but had some kind of tell like what if these guys you know, since they are now uh, inadvertently serving Eldrick, what if they had this kind of corruption, these these roots or whatever? Bring out them. Yeah. something well, that there's just the one that's difference. got the glowing eyes, which yeah, there's a there's red eye version. Yeah. Something yeah, the, going on with it, but it's yeah. not really yeah. clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get Shiva the East's ashes yeah. uh, over here, yeah. um, which uh, which puts some of the most effective dex weapons pretty deep into the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't think the suggestion is necessarily that Shiva was here. I don't think there's a lot of loreness to this. I think it's just, Had you know, it's somewhere. like, the, yeah, the yeah. Paladin's ashes. Yeah. Well, it, it might be like a little um, gag about, because originally, like, the idea was Shiva would escape to the painted world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, near, it could be like, <laughs> yeah, this is, Shiva canonically maybe did escape to the painted world, and then he died in <laughs> yep. Anormando. And then and then was spit back out here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can also get the uh, the the wooden ring, which again is diminished. It just uh, kind of offsets the low durability of those dex weapons that you get from uh, from his mm. ashes. Yeah. Um, but there's a small doorway here. You know, if you're able to get past this uh, this tangle of the silver knights, you know, you go to an incredibly lore significant area once again. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, Henri and the things that happen here in the the Dark Moon Shrine. <laughs> yep, because you because yep. you go in um, where you would have uh, gotten the Dark Moon um, the Dark Moon bonfire here, and uh, there's a statue of Gwyn, which again is uh, illusory, an illusion. Yeah, yeah. And then you go down yep. to the uh, the shortened version of the hallway where you fought Gwendolyn, and all of a sudden, yep, that, that's a uh, uh, Gwyn's tomb there, still empty, still dark, yep. still uh, you know, kind of devoid of stuff. You can find the and brass. There's still a there's still a flower on top of it as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, you can also find the brass set, which is uh, which is which is pretty neat, and a ring which changes your animations to that of you know if you're male it'll do the female um, animations, if you're female yep. you'll do the male, um, which kind of plays into both Gwendolyn and also um, Henri. Um, yes. And uh, like the like the gender stuff that is going on there. 
Um, but yeah, this is a place where if you have uh, kind of uh, followed Yuria's quest um, and let Henri uh, succumb to uh, to kind of the, the the whims of the Sable Church of Londor, um, where you can you know uh, make things ready to get one of the kind of like harder and more obscure endings. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, so, so where the, do we uh, want to start? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is pretty tricky. There's there's a lot to this, and there's yeah. an articulation point too. So we're going to talk about what happens here. We're also going to talk about a little bit later in the episode what happens uh, if you remember we talked about the illusory assassin, the yeah. assassin using chameleon in the last yes. episode. Mm-hmm. If you murder that assassin, uh, then you move past this. Right. And we move to the yeah. other ending uh, for Henri, but we're going to talk about the, <laughs> the bad ending for Henri. Yeah. Uh, good ending uh, for the <laughs> quest. At, at least, They're both at least, bad endings. Yeah, yeah they, they are both the exactly. There's no good endings. <laughs> Henri just, uh, spoiler, like every NPC in Dark Souls 3, Henri ends with a mercy killing if you do her her good thing. Yep. Um, after you eventually do her, her quest. Um, <laughs> but this is the uh, the most one of the more complicated things. So, um, Yuria, we talked about. Um, if you, you know, if you get all of the uh, the levels of uh, of hollowing uh, from from Yol, um, he'll die. Yuria shows up. She has a real brief moment where she has you kill um, God, the sorcerer boy. Yeah, yeah or, Orbeck. Orbeck, because um, he claims to be yeah. this uh, or to want to become this Lord of Hollows, and yes. she has determined that no, this is in fact your destiny. Yes, um, you mm. you are going to be. You're being groomed for this. Um, so, however, you don't have enough um, of these these hollowing items. These dark, the, these, name escaping? Uh, the the dark sigil, the dark, uh, dark sigil. No, not, no, yeah. sigils from Planescape. The dark sigil. There we go. Yes. Um, which yeah. again, yeah. I love. Like the, the, these are these are bottomless holes that weep humanity goo. Um, yeah, that are body. on your yeah, they're on your body uh, here. <laughs> um, you can get five of them kind of naturally through the game, but you need eight to get the ending. Right. Uh, you need to get yes. more of them, so you have to get them from somewhere. Um, <laughs> So if you have been uh, following her quest line, but you know talking to her a lot, um, you have all of the the sigils from uh, 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 from Yule. Um, she'll say, you know, your bride awaits you in the Dark Moon uh, tomb, or in the uh, Dark Moon shrine, rather. Um, you head here. You head down this hallway, and there's one of these little you know uh, pilgrims at the <laughs> end um, who gives you a sword here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, which is sword significant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can't use it as a weapon. Um, it looks really cool. I yeah. wish you could use it as a weapon. I like those ring hilt kind yeah. of things. Um, <laughs> but uh, when you head in here, um, our buddy is here. Yeah. Henri's here. Uh, yeah. Henri is here, and um, he or she is uh, laid out on the altar with a uh, with a white cloth over their face. Yeah. And the uh, the idea being that the uh, the assassin, rather the uh, the pilgrim that was being uh, controlled by chameleon, mm-hmm. you know, knocked her out or something like that and put her here. Right. Kidnapped her. Or even just, um, just killed her. So she accrues more hollowing. Yeah. That's, mm, that's yeah. true too. You could be killing her once she's dead. I, I felt like it had more pathos if you were actually murdering her by slamming the sword into, uh, her face. Yeah. But yeah, it's possible. It's not it's clear because of the yeah. things over. Cause I, and annoyingly like corpse models continue blinking. So it's not clear who's actually dead or not. <laughs> um uh so she's she's lying here in the tomb um and you walk up and you get this kind of like you know very very like uh john woo-esque cutscene. yeah (laughs) uh you know uh slamming your sword into her face or his face 
and little feathers uh, coming out mm-hmm. um, and kind of sprinkling you. And then this uh, this kind of black energy going up your arms and infesting mm. your body. Yeah. Which is yeah. presumably that's Henri's dark sigils that we're absorbing. Exactly. To give yeah. us the full compliment that he or she had three. Yeah. 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 And so this is the marriage ceremony. You know, Henri has been prepared and this is kind of the reason um, that Dark Souls 3, as a proponent of tra- traditional marriage, um, <laughs> makes makes her, make, you know, makes makes this NPC sex opposite of yeah. yours. It's, it's, it's Adam and, and Henri, not Adam because, and Henri. like, you don't, <laughs> You don't actually do anything that would that would be relevant. You literally just stab them in the face. Right. But um, you know, this this is the way that you and you know, I I love that I love this kind of callback because after you complete this and go back and speak to Yuria, you know, talks about like, hey, now you are poised to usurp the fire, you know, don't do what everybody else is telling you to do. Take it for your own. And um basically says, Hey, this is the path to become a true monarch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, you know, is a tremendous resonant theme from yeah. Dark Souls 2 that and is, the again, crazy, making yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's like, the thing that Londor lacks because Londor doesn't have a lord. Right. As a, and the whole know, these three thing that they're sisters. playing up right from the beginning is that all the lands of the Lords of Cinder have all been, they're all converging around, um, I almost called it Drangley. They're all converging around Lothric. Right. Mm-hmm. Londor is, so Londor doesn't have a lord. So Londor isn't connected to Lothric. And that's why these people have to go on this pilgrimage. Right. They've got to walk across this massive desert of ash to actually get to Lothric because it's not being drawn there naturally. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. The um so, so presumably the mechanics of this are, you know, magic sword, I guess. <laughs> like a magic a magic magic sword is, is what's doing it. Um as much as I I found this uh so one, I found this like a little bit too oblique. Like I, I missed this my first playthrough. I think it's pretty easy to miss. We talked about how fiddly Henri's questline is. It's it's like it's so they so clearly intend you to miss it on your first playthrough that on your Mm -hmm. second when you if you do complete the thing before you've even been to Irafil, Yuria will just flat out say, hey, your spouse is waiting for you in an Orlando. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. well, it's good to know that that's in this game. (laughs) So, so do, is it I have to leave the, this game running and then throw in the Dark Souls 1 CD? <laughs> it's like Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. It's like Sonic yeah. and Knuckles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plug uh, it in. Uh, the, yeah. Um, so as much as I, the, the fiddliness of this, how easy it is to miss, I'm kind of, you know, it's kind of a grander issue I have with Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. But the actual, like, evocativeness of it, the thing I, I really like, and one of the things I like about it, and one of the reasons why I, I choose to believe that Henri is still alive, even though maybe she isn't, is that uh, that little cloth over her face mm-hmm. is such a like a little bit of dignity, you know, yeah. like yeah. it's this weird little touch of sophistication in this very barbaric thing. Yeah. Um, you know, this like you don't have to actually see it and she doesn't have to see it coming if she's awake. Right. You know, yeah. and like that, that's it's, it's really kind of beautiful and great. Like it's mm. a really, really relevant detail to me. Yeah. Yeah. And also it covers up that like she's she's very badly hollowed as well. Like if yeah. you. um if like there are, if you either if you mod the game or whatever to remove helmets, Omri has like a hollow. She looks like you if you've hollowed. Right. Yeah. Throughout the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm way into this. I'm way into everything that kind of like leads to that uh, usurping the flame. Um, yeah. Kind of side of it. Yeah. Big thumbs up. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> like it was really cool to finally see it. Um, even though I definitely missed it on my first playthrough. Um you know, pretty badly, even though Henri was here. Mm-hmm. So like on my first playthrough, she was lying here uh, dead and had her sword. 
but there was no marriage ceremony. Right. I just like, I was like, yeah. Oh weird. What happened? <laughs> like the last time I talked to you, you were fine. And it was because of that, that, you know, that assassin, that chameleon assassin, uh, which kind of drove me. It would, it's not really an assassin. I don't know. Why I keep saying that. I, I, I think mean, it's been referred to as such it, online. Yeah. And that's it's uh, not clear what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, like, and, and the agent. Just, yeah. 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 Um, but it was so it was so the first time it was surreal and frustrating to run into her because it's like, oh, I fucked up. Um, and then actually figuring out what it is. It has that sense. Um, I think this is part of what Cole is probably picking up too, of uh, almost like a survival horror esque weirdness without literal meaning. Mm-hmm. Like calling this a yeah. wedding is such a weird phrase yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a, for like a Silent Hill ritual. Yeah, like exactly. The, the way feel... that Yuria describes it is like you can't be a lord unless you also have a spouse. Right. So it's like yeah. entirely symbolic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like it is, it, it, like it is yeah. this motion that you're going through. Um, or, that... or alternatively, like we can only get up to five uh, dark sigils from Yol. After that, he says, like you've you've exceeded what you can. You've you've attained like maximum maximum hollowness. Mm-hmm. So it could be that like literally the only way to get over I know they've quantified it. The only way to get over like five out of five hollowing <laughs> is to absorb it from someone else. Yeah. You well, possibly even yeah. just using the sword. Yeah. Because it's like you're yeah, you're drawing out what Yol drew out of you, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and the first thing I thought of with this with the wedding is I wonder if this is just the Sable Church's the reason why it's called a wedding is because there is a way that because uh, I originally, you know, I started thinking of um, the lords and the daughters of Manus from Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a mm-hmm. way in which like the two of us could have claimed it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it requires a, yeah. you know, it's, it's weird that's quantified, but maybe it requires a certain level of, of this, uh, this hollowing um, and maybe, you know, a kinder culture than than the Sable Church of Londor. <laughs> Like you know, something slightly <laughs> slightly nicer than the Black Church um, <laughs> yeah. would it would have been something like we could have been a monarch and a queen, like in, yeah. in Dark Souls Two. But because mm-hmm. yeah. their rituals have degraded as such, and because they are so you know darkly practical, this is <laughs> what a marriage is yeah. now: is you just taking mm-hmm. that power yeah. literally and unto yourself, rather than sharing it with another being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and- which is like kind of resonant with the idea of a, of a marriage or a partnership in a romantic sense, where mm-hmm. it is like. You know, in a very real way, a long romantic partnership is combining your powers. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. like even if you if you can't, uh, you know, shoot magic and shit, which like, <laughs> sorry, son. But like even, <laughs> even if you can't do cool X-Men stuff, it is sharing like you're putting two heads together to kind of try to form a greater whole is the idea. Yeah. And so like and it, it also sort of mirrors what Gwendolyn does, what um, not Gwendolyn, what Guinevere does and that Guinevere leaves and she marries. It's implied the uh, former King Lothric mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like a bunch of the characters you run into are like Gwendolyn's kids. Gwendolyn's yeah. Guinevere. Don't name people after yourself. It's confusing. <laughs> Kimbo <laughs> Slice. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Name, name them Yorshka. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no. So, so it, it also kind of like makes a little bit, a little bit of sense. So if dark sigils are community property, um, you know, that the leaders of this, you know, dark uh, of the Sable Church of Londo or Londor rather um, would want to, you know, kind of consolidate that into one person, you know, because one person is easier to control, sure. um, you know, especially if, you know, there's somebody like Henri who has shown this entire way to be incredibly principled. Right. And kind of came across her uh, 
her dark signs, you know, either by accident or just kind of like uh, over the course of her quest, doesn't really know what she has. Um, yes. And uh, like this is kind of like, okay, ripe for the taking through this marriage. Like if and not it, principled, at least like non-ambitious. Right. You know. And also odd in that like it it has to be us. Like Yuria can't make herself the queen of the late lady of Londor. She yeah. can't marry Yolk. So right. it's like yeah. something to do maybe with being unkindled. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was going like to say that. Like you have to be unkindled. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could like, be, it could, it could be a situation like, um, um, Sullivan with Aldrich. Like we need somebody who is powerful, um, to yeah. actually go and take this bullet so that they can stay on the outside and pull the strings. And like, like there's this, one of those things that's like maddeningly kind of implied in extra textual stuff, but not in the game that, as an unkindled, we're not necessarily one person who died. We're like a, a like um a conglomeration of various like ash mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of fused into one. Although confusingly, we we get an origin at the beginning, but like it's, I think it's one of the early interviews. It's like Miyazaki says that like you're playing a character, but your character is like all these different like sort of pieces of ash that are fused together almost Mm -hmm. so that could be why because we're made out of different people that like we have more maybe hollowing potential than a regular undead does i don't know yeah it's i mean it would have been very easy for them to make it five and five you know (laughs) as opposed to five and three so there's something special about our character that they're able to yeah like the way that yol is so keen to serve us yeah 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 it doesn't have any interest in serving this like half a dozen other people at filing (laughs) shrine that he could be serving and Henri, which arguably is easier to manipulate like you know falls for this kind of trick is able to be overpowered by one of these pilgrims or tricked or or what have you you know so and who wants one thing that uh because after you know Henri gets her way or his way um as we talk about um Henri just kind of goes hollow so presumably at that point you know once she gets her way yeah, or like they could they could have traded that to her. She seems easier to manipulate because she has a clearer goal than we do. Yes. Yeah, like you she's could say like entirely by revenge. Yeah, like we will we'll yeah. we'll storm Anne Orlando <laughs> and give you Aldrich's head. You know, all you have to do is stab this nameless player in the face. Or, mm-hmm. you know, hold his hand and and uh, argue about money. <laughs> um so yeah. The um yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Like I dig it. This is this is this yeah. is really cool. Um, and as far as like, uh, yeah, um, so that, that's the way that, that worked. Uh, you know, there's another way that her quest line can end, which we'll talk about, uh, in a, just a minute, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we leave there, um, and we actually find the gigantic spiral, uh, scare, staircase from, from Anne Orlando with a lever that, that sends it, uh, sends it down for us to grab it. Um, and we can send it up and go to Anne Orlando, but there's a little side path here. Yeah, again, yeah. Um, just uh, in this very callback dense place, um, we can step onto an invisible walkway like we would have found in the Crystal Caves and walk out towards this kind of uh, isolated tower that is roughly where the cathedral that held the painting would have been, um, off, yeah. to, yes. off to the left yes. of the uh, cathedral, um, and then take a drop and meet uh, meet uh, Yorshka, who so, uh, for, for whom the church at the at the bottom here is uh, is named. So before oh, well. before we get to mm. get to Yorshka, um, real quick. Uh, so the the way that you get to Yorshka, this path. Um, what made you guys want to walk across? Nothing. Um, I was literally trying to jump to my death to see <laughs> if on the way down I could see if there was another way to get into that tower. 
Oh, that's yeah, that's that's interesting. So yeah. I just leapt off and oh, <laughs> yeah. it's crystal caves. Okay. <laughs> this one this kind this bugs me. This like one instance of crystal caves mm-hmm. here. Like yeah. I don't I don't like it. Uh, yeah. like it, it's it's frustrating to me. You also can't fall off it. It has guardrails, mm-hmm. which like is right. is is fine, but also why you know why haven't you always had those things? But <laughs> um but yeah, you can't fall off it. It's not actually dangerous. Right. Um you cannot walk off the edge of this. Uh but <laughs> It just like th- this. This feels also hostile. Like getting there. Like you just kind of have to assume. You know, there there hasn't been one up to this point. It's not the point of the area. No, it's unique in the game. Yeah, um, kind of bugs me. Now let's get over to to your stuff. <laughs> I, I don't I don't yeah. know if it, if it came through. I I took that leap of faith because I saw the uh, the orange signs. Yeah, so, uh, um, I saw a sign too. Yeah, or I, I never would have done that. I would yeah. especially since. So it's frustrating because it is on next to a spiral uh, staircase, which is previously how we have gotten in the series mm-hmm. to like distant towers and stuff. So yeah. my thinking was yeah. when I first saw that over there was like, oh, once I get inside, there's going to be a lever or something that's going to change the staircase even more. It's going to spiral up a third time and there'll be a bridge. You know, that would make sense. Yeah. That's how we get to get to distant things in Dark Souls. But I just, you know, and then when I came back from the bonfire, there was an orange sign and I was like, oh, well, shit, you know, and then and then just walked across. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, and I don't really have any other other than it feels kind of like a little bit cheap. Like I don't have anything great yeah. about it except it just feels kind of shitty. I think you know? that like my one of my problems with Dark Souls three is that there's kind of no middle ground. Things are either completely obscurantist to the point where I don't know how you're supposed to figure them out other than dumb luck, or it holds your hand way too much. Yeah, and there's kind of there's not really a middle ground. We we talked about that. Um, I I think about that also in terms of lore personally, where I feel like yeah. a lot of the lore stuff is either it's either a hundred percent spelled out. So that's why every single you know, Dark Souls uh, lore person has a Nameless King video that are largely yep. the same um, or they're like 40%, you know, filled out like the profaned flame um, yes. where there's just not quite enough to get a complete story. And yeah. it doesn't have that tantalizing like 70%, you know, well, I, I think it's really had. just like it's a, a, an, a um, an effect of the game having like three different directors. Yeah. Like, there's not a single, like, I, I don't want to, I sometimes, like, I want to be clear, I'm not coming across as, like, Miyazaki-sama is a genius, no one can ever approach him, everyone who works in his games just ruins them. I mean that, like, if you have three people working on something, it's inevitably going to be pulled in three different directions, even if they, you know, it's nothing to do with the talent of the people involved. Right, right. any any three people. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, so, like, like uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, extremely consistent. Like Dark Souls mm. 2, not that consistent because it changed hands, but then Dark Souls 2 DLC, very consistent because that was like, that was Yui Tanimura from the beginning. Yes. Rather yeah. than Yui and Tanimura, then, like stitching together something from um, Tommy Hiroshiboya's original version. And then Dark yeah. Souls 3, there, you do have that mark of, of kind of different authorship that leads yeah. to these, these confused kind of dangling threads, which again, uh, puts a lot of eggs in that DLC. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fingers so. crossed, because that's all we can do. God, I hope there's going to be eggs. Um, <laughs> give me some eggs. But let's. Uh, so well, one of these things. With berserk. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of these things. Uh, uh, so that I think is kind of both kind of adequately and inadequately. Like there, like there's a lot of stuff about Yorshka, but most of the stuff feels like connections rather than you know. Oh, it's kind of similar to this. Yeah. But and we, that I can't we know already 
from people data mining it that there's cut Yorshka stuff. Yeah. 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 Like Yorshka feels unfinished to me, but let's, let's talk about Yorshka because she okay. is a, a weirdly <laughs> insignificant uh, NPC, like feels very significant, but doesn't have very much. You don't do very much with her other than covenant stuff. You were saying before, like the church is named after Yorshka. Mm-hmm. That's not entirely clear because if you get Yorshka's, you can get Yorshka's chime if you kill her, right? Which after the ear gathering quest, you will want to. <laughs> and then that says to her, it says on the chime that um, Yoshka's brother, i.e. Gwendolyn, presented her with this chime along with another gift, her name. So she didn't know her name was Yoshka until Gwendolyn showed up and said, your name is Yoshka. Hmm. And then mm-hmm. like, on the in the base of that church, there's that, um, not the base, it's sort of in the, in the middle, there's the, the weapon called the Yoshka spear that says this treasure was gifted to the Yoshka church. So it's actually... It could be read in one of two ways. It could be read that the church is named after her or that she has taken her name from the church. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the chronology is just hard to figure out there. I read about that too. Like this, this theory, this idea that, um, boy, this is this. I mean, there's not very much to support this. Now that I'm going to say it out loud, it seems silly, but like people who say that Yorska was made uh, by Gwendolyn mm-hmm. and is somehow kind of yeah. uh, empowered by naming. You know, like she, she is yeah. a construct as well. Um, and then, you know, once she was given a name and that makes sense too, yeah. like the idea of just naming her after this, this established thing, but it could be the other way as well too, because we don't know the chronology. Like we don't actually know when that church was built. Right. Yeah. You and know, also like, like Gwendolyn's gone, but Yoshka perseveres. So she can't yeah. be entirely empowered yeah. by him. Yeah. She, you know, like Gwendolyn's gone. She doesn't even know what happened to him. And that's like a major thing for her. She well, no, does. That's the yeah. thing is like, he lies to her. He mm-hmm. tells her that he's sick and he has to go cause he's ill and she has to take over the job because in his stead. Right. Mm-hmm. But like the implication seems to be, he knew he was going to be killed by Aldrich. <laughs> so in order to spare her feelings, he lied to her and said, I'm very ill. Yeah. I'm going to go away for a while. Yeah. Or yeah. Aldrich started the process and somehow passed, you know, passed it along. You know, and uh, it yeah. was it was an act of deception by Aldrich as well. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the cut Yoshka stuff briefly? Uh, let's uh, let's let's actually describe your Yoshka yeah, okay. because her appearance yeah. is actually really important, and what she is is uh, very important. Yeah. As let, well. Let's so talk you... about uh, textual Yoshka stuff, and then talk about cut Yoshka stuff, yeah, which I don't yeah, know very yeah. much about. So that's right. going to be a learning experience for me. Yeah. So so you drop off and you see this you know kind of statuesque woman um, in white garb who has a uh, a furry tail which uh, is very reminiscent, uh, deliberately so, of Priscilla. Right. She also has scales on her face in the same way that Priscilla does. Yes. So yeah. um, there is an immediate connection being brought out here. And, you know, she is the covenant leader and kind of the, the, the sole kind of protector and carrier of the Dark Moon Blade uh, kind of covenant, you know, kind of with echoes of, um, what's her name? Um, uh, from, uh, from Bloodborne, where you can, you know, become her soul knight. Um, you know, you can, yes, uh, much like Annalise, you can, you know, become the soul knight, um, to her, but in the process of doing this and actually by kind of incrementing your, um, rank within, uh, within this covenant, she starts unspooling more and more information, basically retelling the story of dark souls one. And then finally yes. at the final rank, giving you some information about, okay, um, what she believes happened to Gwendolyn and, and also mm-hmm. dropping this potential kind of link saying, hey, our older brother, 
you know, and the fact that it's older makes it sound like it is a filial connection and not just yes. like, hey, this is the brother in the church. Because prior to that, like the she gives this thing about become a, a shadow of Father Gwyn and Sister Guinevere, but that's word for word exactly what Gwendolyn says in Dark Souls 1. Right. So she's talking about this familial connection to the gods, but it's like, okay, she's literally just repeating something she's heard. She doesn't need to be related to them. But the longer it goes on, it becomes clear that she at least believes that she is a blood relative of Gwendolyn. Yeah. Well, that, that kind of her parroting something that she doesn't understand plays into kind of the little bits of characterization we get, which it's it's kind of rare that we get this kind of characterization in a, a character in one of these Souls games. But you get the sense of her being uh, incredibly naive and childlike, mm-hmm. uh, which comes from when mm-hmm. you, you know, she asks how you get over there. Yeah. Uh, and she's, you know, did you fly? And you can just say yes or no. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and if you say no, she says, I'm ashamed to say I don't know much of anything. Right. And if you say yeah. yes, she's really kind of like shocked and, and into it. Like, oh, you're a dragon or a <laughs> yeah. crow, like and gets really giddy in a really like a way that's almost infantile. Yeah. Mm. You know? Like I, I, I talked about um, Yoshka with someone else and she was saying that I'm probably going to butcher her interpretation, but she was talking about how she saw Yoshka as like the Lady of Shalott, like locked in this tower and distant from the rest of the world to the point where she's not experiencing anything. She's like the, mm-hmm. she's like the sort of Rapunzel kind of yeah. like archetypal princess in a tower. Yeah. And she's locked away by yeah. Sullivan. Like yeah, something happened to bring her here and she was part of this fixture of this older order. Um, and for some reason Sullivan didn't see fit to kill her, but actually just yeah. to imprison her in this tower. Do we, do we want to talk about like, cause you talked about when um, she says, did you fly here? You can say yes or no. And, um, if you say yes, she says, oh, were you a dragon or a crow? Mm-hmm. Dragons and crows being two very important <laughs> things from the painted world, specifically, right. in yeah. Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. And, like, those are the... Those... She's... A lot of her, like, her... She's positioned physically where the painting would be in Dark Souls 1, and she... A lot of her, like, frames of reference seem to be the painted world. And, like, even the Yorshka church itself... It's kind of reminiscent of the churches in the painted world. And you even have like the the Velka-ish crow people outside. Mm-hmm. And you've got this like snowy, like dark stone cathedral with a graveyard outside with these crow people in it. And it's it's almost like the painted world sort of sleep, like sleep, seeped through yeah. slightly. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like it inverted. It's not clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that, the, the energy that's and the real... influence spread. Yeah, that, that's a real that's a pretty popular theory is that the painted world has has actually kind of burst out of here. And that's yeah. why we've got Corvians and that's why yeah. we've got uh, this stuff, which like I is there's a lot of connections. So and when I say connections, like there are a lot of similarities. There's almost yeah. no text. And yeah, that ends the, up the becoming, other... yeah, mildly frustrating, not frustrating, but it means I don't 100 percent kind of buy it. It doesn't feel well, like the thing uh, that, that there's a full the thing that muddies the water slightly is like if you do Dark and Orlando in Dark Souls One, mm-hmm. you do end up with somewhere kind of like Irithyll. Mm-hmm. Like the sun sets, everything's this bluish gray. So exactly. it's like obviously this Irithyll's in the state it is because it's Anolondo after Gwendolyn's gone. Mm-hmm. So like maybe if if like hypothetically you um you, you had Dark and Orlando and you left it for like ten years, would it eventually turn into Irithyll? With no sun, so yeah, don't... absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I so mean, that, like the snow and everything sort of piling up. Yeah. I mean, like we, we yeah. even see this too. Dark Anor Londo is very sterile. 
like Dark Anne Orlando yes. is this place that is kind of, you know, held in state, kind of like Lenin or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the Irithyll and especially the Anne Orlando that we end up finding kind of has it's, this. It's more like McCartney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a point. No, yeah, um, it, no it, it, it has this. It has this evidence of you know, kind of like corruption. It's messier. Like you know, it mm. it, it it appears to be kind of more 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 lived in, a little bit grosser. You know, yeah. obviously because of Aldrich, but also yeah, Aldrich, just yeah. kind of like the you know the, the this entropy that is kind of and like, like leading into pieces it. have obviously been like pilfered and taken to Irithyll, so you can find like it's like the painting of Guinevere, and then there's a couple of silver knights like prior to. Uh, yeah. Prior to the pathway to Sullivan, yeah, and Smo and Smo's <laughs> stuff is at the top, and, yeah. And again, it's yeah. obvious that a the, the, that a lot of time has passed, and that like you know a new order and like this new inhabitant yeah. kind of came in, came into Irithyll and Orlando, kind of like a like a hermit crab or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so real quick before we talk about cut content, which I, I do want to get to, um, you can drop back down um, to the uh, through Yorska's church through these rafters. And find the painting guardian uh, set on your way down. <laughs> I love um, that you find the corpse on a rafter. That is yeah, such yes. a fun little, a fun little uh, joke. Yeah, he fell. <laughs> um, the uh, God help you if you did this before doing the Anne Orlando bonfire, because it is you cannot climb back up onto the individual indivis- yep. invisible bridge. So if you do this, you have to go all the way back uh, through all that stuff, uh, which pretty frustrating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can you can you can head down uh, head down there. Let's talk about um, that uh, that deleted stuff because I don't know well, it, about it's, this. It's it's been built up slightly too much now. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> no, no, solve it. First, item that is just um, Gwendolyn's finger. Hmm. Okay. And you would give the you would give Gwendolyn's finger to Yoshka, and she would like that would be the sign to Yoshka that he had actually died. Hmm. And um, the the finger does like it's got that um the omniscient. Um, objective authorial text saying that this is the finger of the brother of the half dragon girl interesting hmm. so yeah just kind of filling in a couple of things yeah that's and that kind of like muddies things up as well because you know how like how is that a brother relationship um you know it kind yeah, of cause... implies that 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 i mean Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna possibly be wrong. That Yorshka is actually the daughter of um, of Gwyn and some other dragon or something like that. When well, like, everything yeah, has he... everything has led me to believe that Priscilla <laughs> and everybody else is actually the like a descendant of the Nameless King. Like the the weird thing is like, in yeah, order they... for Dark Souls three to have happened, Gwyn has to be dead. We have to have killed Gwyn in Dark Souls one and linked the fire, right? Mm-hmm. Or not linked the fire. So. She's probably not Gwyn's kid. Mm-hmm. But Unless, then I mean, it's was like, a secret was kid it from... the mother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the timing like, is yeah. tough. But it could be, uh, you know, whoever uh, Gwyn's wife, you know. Yeah, because we never find out who the wife is. Yeah, so that could be, all, it could be her kid. three yeah. kids, but no wife. Hmm. Yeah, and he didn't, he and didn't have them like twins. Like, yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't burst out of its singer because it's not clear if like the gods reproduce sexually like a, a normal person or if they like create like from their essence or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It could also be like a Chinatown situation where you know she was yeah. she, she was born to the son um, or one of the daughters and uh, was kind of told or led to believe that uh, you know her mom was somebody different. Sure, like yeah, yeah it could be like a you know a secret secret kid. <laughs> did, Cole, did you say that you think uh, the nameless king is Priscilla's father? 
What is that from? Uh, you know what? I don't actually have a have a citation for that. Well, he, he allies like... himself with the dragons. Yeah. So if yeah. if anyone's going to knock yeah. up a dragon, it's yeah. him. And also the the idea the idea that this uh, this forsaken son um, did this profane thing and created uh, a thing that should not be um sealed, yeah. sealed away like i i you know i don't have like an actual citation for that that just kind of like yeah. adds up in my head canon yeah i, I don't yeah, yeah, i don't like, know about that previously... I mean, maybe but like the uh yeah, yeah i did i was wondered if there was a source that i missed nope. and it wasn't a head because thing. like previously the the leading like speculation was that priscilla was the daughter of seif and guinevere yeah but yeah. now that we know this this other son who was allied with dragons it's a bit okay maybe yeah, yeah. It, it makes it, it makes it be. like more. So I don't know why somebody who is allied with dragons would have a half dragon breed. Yeah, you know, like it's not like you get yeah. dragon DNA from being friends with them. Um, like I'm friends with cats, but if I have a, a kid, it won't be half yeah. cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I get it. It's wrong. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, like the idea is he would have to have sex with a dragon, which is mm-hmm. like I. Honestly, yeah. I, I was questioning it because it was making me so hot. So, like, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I was just, yeah, yeah. again, just curious if I missed a. a yeah, and, and and I feel I, I feel a little bad the, that I can't actually pull up the pull up the citation for why I'm led to believe that. Like, it's just a an assumption that I came away with. It, well, it's also, interesting because then it makes it incestual too, which yeah. is like a different. If it was with with Guinevere, mm-hmm. which that ends up. Dark Souls Three is absolutely like full of people who are hybridizing with dragons, though, like not through sex. Yep. Yeah, with a with a like experimentation yeah. or meditation or whatever, like the mm-hmm. the the stones and everything. So yeah, yeah, you could have a half dragon kid without necessarily having draconic oh, parentage. Yeah, no, yeah. I so so I guess I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't uh, I don't I'm not saying that the nameless king like got dragon DNA and went and boned somebody else and had Priscilla. I think that I think that the nameless king fucked the dragon and that's and Priscilla's what came out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean definitely. There's there's nothing to like that's it that's fine headcanon. I wasn't trying to shit on your headcanon. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just like I said, just worried that I that I missed something. Yeah. Um Well, I have yeah. a terrible Gwendolyn headcanon where he's a test tube baby made by Seif that everyone <laughs> hates, so I don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the um yeah, that definitely uh so the the interesting thing, so the the idea of that finger, it's so funny the way that cut content comes out in this game, because this is all stuff that I've I've missed. Um but I do yeah. every once in a while I search it's it all just comes from me not being on Reddit because I like search for cut content every once in a while and then I don't yeah. find very much and then a thousand things come out. So I have yeah. to read this later, um, which I'm, I'm looking forward to doing. The cut um, content also explains why the Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 giants look different, which hmm, is that, annoying that they cut that. Because every yeah, one that, was arguing. Yeah, I would appreciate that to be in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But re- regardless of who Yorshka is, so. I mean, I guess we didn't really get to it. Like, we still don't really know who Yorshka is and where she came from. Right. Like, she has all of these kind of, like, just links, you know? Yeah. Like, Painted World makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, could be Painted World. Even then, though, she was definitely interfacing with Gwendolyn. We know that to be the case and not to be false. Yeah. Um, we have nothing to suggest that Gwendolyn had the ability to go into the Painted World. So did she come out? If so, there's not a lot to show that other than kind of Corvians being in the world and some kind of geometry or kind of location and weather uh, don't forget and, weather yeah <laughs> and and weather which i i'm i'm with richard as far as discounting weather as a as a factor there also like what it's you know why is another area overcast you know like it, the weather doesn't have to have a lower significance um <laughs> but she's interesting uh, at the very least yeah even if i don't totally get her and she she uh becomes the uh, uh covenant leader as well mm-hmm. um yes. of the dark moon 
Yeah. Uh, Dark Moon Blade. And we should mention that you even to talk to her at all and get this dialogue, you have to have gotten the Dark Moon loyalty gesture from Cirrus. If you don't get yeah. that, she will not talk to you. Oh, shit. Um, which is very frustrating. Um, when you talk to her, she just says, what are you doing here? And your only option is do nothing. Hmm. Um, so on this kind of quick and dirty playthrough I'm doing just to remind myself of areas, I did not get that dialogue from Cirrus and could not talk to Yorshka, which led me to me murdering her for the first time and getting that chime. Yeah. So. Yeah. And pissing off Cirrus later on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sirius already hates me. I, I had to respect because the 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 nerf to the Henri uh, straight sword. Oh shit! Yeah. So yeah, and, and also that that doesn't add up. She says that you're going to be the only uh, the only one, and uh, Sirius is very obviously working as a as a dark moon blade, going and uh, slaying these people. So yeah, again, it's a worldy worldy worldy. The the sunless lands well, are is, another yeah. thing I don't really get at all, um, which is That's where Sirius comes it? from. That was is the sunless lands Aerithil? Well, there's no sun. And well, you find her there. You find Cirrus in a like, lot of places, though, and and she the the implication yeah. of her equipment is that like she comes from kind of a far off place. You know, when you yeah. when you look at stuff with her and with her grandfather, it feels like a different culture. Like the the yeah. mound builders and that kind of stuff doesn't fit with how, how I think of Irithil and the stuff yeah. we know about Irithil's society. And it's further confused by the way that like geography seems to be kind of collapsing in on itself with. Yeah. Lothric is this kind of black hole that's drawing everything toward it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you, when you, so if you don't go uh, across this bridge, um, we just see the church of Anne Orlando uh, from the top, <laughs> which was a, you know, admittedly, you know, even my cold, dark heart uh, had a <laughs> kind of flutter at seeing this. Yes. Um, you know, and having that title card pop up, I did get kind of chills mm. uh, from it. A small beam so, of light escapes from the bog. Yes, the, the, <laughs> a tiny, a tiny individual sapling grows in the middle of the bog, and it's called uh, Anne Orlando. Um, um, I kind of wish there wasn't a title card here. Um, yeah, because I, to my mind, it was yeah. way too late, and I would have much just rather preferred that. Okay, this place goes by a new name now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of, I was yeah. okay with it. Yeah. I can't, I can't necessarily explain it or defend it, but I was okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it must be utterly mystifying because I remember when when the game launched, one of the quotes in the launch trailer was like, "If you haven't played the series yet, this is a great place to start." <laughs> and it's like ninety percent of this, this will make even less sense. I, if I you don't understand what these things yeah. are. <laughs> People so, have definitely written in who have just started with Dark Souls three and moved backwards. Mm -hmm. um, and we have yeah. Stuart uh, on uh, one of the episodes, and he started with three. Yeah, and moved back. He might have oh. started with Bloodborne, but he yeah. hadn't with the actual Dark Souls. He started with three. And yeah. that's very interesting to me. It reminds me, me of, um, yeah. reminds of the opening of Super Metroid, where you go through the ruins of the previous game's ending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's it's not necessarily flagged up. So if you don't know what it is, it just looks like a ruined area. But if yeah. you if it's like, oh, I'm in this place again, okay. Yeah. But like the purpose yeah. that this place serves is is entirely just like, okay, it could just be the place where Aldrich is. If you're if you don't yeah. have any of that context, this is just another, you know, slightly more rundown cathedral that happens to be the home of this cannibal god or this oh, absolutely. god cannibal yeah if, yeah if you don't know what Anne orlando means when you get to this title card you're gonna think why is that area so short this is gonna be like <laughs> your valley of the drakes where yeah. you're like or like your blue cathedral like why does this get a title card it's only a boss fight and, and a couple rooms yeah um so it, it's only meaningful to people who had played uh dark souls one yeah. and like the, the dead giant uh blacksmith corpse that, that oh me, yeah that makes me so sad because you know so when know. You, you you run up the staircase and you have these silver knights there's that abyss touch one but the only way forward is actually to go through the uh the the giant blacksmith's place and you know he's just kind of like dead like collapsed behind his behind his anvil which just implies yeah. that he was killed doing his job 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's worked to death. Yeah. Although the, um, technically he can't get out of that room. Oh, so shit, yeah. that's true. He doesn't really yeah. have a choice. <laughs> they, they built it around him. He's, so he starved to death cold. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, okay. He died, cool. of, he died of thirst. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not any sadder. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's fine. He, he, he died of despair, Cole. Ah, um, look at him. He's waving. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put some sunglasses on him and nobody will know the difference. Um, <laughs> anytime. Um, um, but um, you can pick up his coal here and uh, yeah. take it back to uh, to Andre. And, you know, he gets wistful. He says, oh, it must have been ages ago that he died. And he like he takes this coal and says, all right, I'm going to, you know, use this, you know, to carry his memory forward. Because, like, Andre has a very fond relationship with the giant blacksmith. Yeah. Mm. yeah, which again, um, heartbreaking, the, kind of. The, the giant blacksmith. It's kind of funny. Like I, I, I get why that's kind of sad and and heartbreaking and stuff. It's weird how the giant blacksmith has been built up. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, I've like read people accounts where they talked about how they cried at this part. Um, yeah. And I, I think they maybe forgot how little dialogue and how little we knew about this giant blacksmith <laughs> in Dark Souls One. Like if you go back to the season, I was talking about this guy. We're like, what? What is this guy's deal? He's just like kind of a giant who works for the gods. Like. He has two lines of dialogue. He's really, really simple and doesn't have very many connections. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something about seeing, uh, I think what it actually is, um, I don't mean to be too critical of it, because what it is, I think, is uh, kind of a lore or narrative uh, significance being conflated with mechanical dependency. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I yes. think a lot of the goodwill for this guy just came from the fact that he was so empowering play-wise. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's not a strong character, but finding him is such a big deal in Dark Souls 1. And, and using him to get your kind of high-end stuff. So people just feel like the sense of security without actually it being tied to a character, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind and of later when we, when we find the corpse of Smith Gilligan, it's equally heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get yeah. me started on when we find Vamos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. When, when Ava uh, invades. The, um, yeah, it is... Uh, uh, oh, Vamos. The, um, yeah, so it is... I think that it is just people liking how good it felt to get power more powerful. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they're mourning. Yeah. And also uh, yeah. you're not you know, powerful here. You haven't found one fucking Titanite chunk. <laughs> so like and and this is this is one of the first inklings that things are really shitty inside of Orlando right now, right? Because everything up, you know, everything so far has been like kind of new, but we're actually getting into something yeah. that is appreciably the same, you know, the same place. And when we walk in and see, you know, this formerly busy guy collapsed and we see just like, mm. you know, the rubble of everything around, like going back and seeing a degraded version of a place that used to, you know, that used to be the kind of the height of its powers like it reminds me there's a very similar thing one of the bad endings endings of mist five uh the end of ages you get trapped on mist island um Mm -hmm. where like the elements have kind of like reclaimed it um Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. the the library has kind of been deactivated and you know it just kind of becomes this trap world but like okay you wanted to come back here you go uh everything is shitty now (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. this like this kind of reminds me of that as well the like, other thing that we find uh going up through the giant blacksmith's room is we start seeing like ultra just kind of like snail trail of goo that he leaves yeah. where yeah. he moves <laughs> and we start seeing this like weird sort of mud on the ground which we don't yeah. quite know what it is and then once we hit aldrich we realize that he's basically a slug and he's left this <laughs> trail where he's moved yeah this residue the, yeah i was i've been try, i've spent a lot of time trying to figure out why this uh specific so what you're talking about cole where we have a direct point of comparison um mm-hmm. it does hit really hard and i was trying to figure out why this hits me in a way that like Farron's keep didn't mm-hmm. you know like realizing that was uh dark root didn't i didn't care that much once i found out yeah um and it and i think part of it 
is that this is too like the the way that it happened and the violence that was done to the place is kind of clear. Yes. Um, because mm-hmm. we spent all of this time having Aldrich built up. And something I talk about a lot on the show is this idea of like my favorite Dark Souls bosses. You spend uh, the level getting to them, kind of seeing their personality, and then you finally actually meet the man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's part of the reason why the end boss of this game doesn't work. But Aldrich works so well for me. It's, it's one of my favorite bosses in this game is because he's been built up so much. Yeah. You know, so seeing this kind of uh, the, the, the actual the works of him matter. Yeah. Whereas the degradation that happened to Darkroot are a result of time. Right. You know, yes. and it doesn't it doesn't feel that doesn't feel particularly significant. Mm-hmm. I want more time to pass between my Souls games. Mm-hmm. Like not enough time <laughs> passed. Yeah. But here it's like, oh, like somebody did this. Yeah. Like this place you has know? been disrespected. Yeah. Disrespected is a really good word yeah. for it. It's been yeah, profane. The, and yeah. the blacksmith is one of the few like through and through good characters in the Souls <laughs> series. There's not a malevolent bone in him. Mm-hmm. He just wants to help you. Yeah. So seeing so it, him get killed, it's different to seeing like Artorius, who's like this death seeker from the beginning sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Who, who did this? They must die. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, uh, so you head up the, the stairs from here. Um, you get into the kind of main chamber uh, here, which is more of this Eldritch slime and stuff. Um, the floor is littered. Uh, so once you get down to the floor, one somebody p- repaired that window, uh, which I, I <laughs> yeah, love soapstone messages about that, like impossible <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that was Eldrick's first uh, in his his house hunting <laughs> yes. uh, thing, his 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 uh, buy and flip uh, reality <laughs> like reality TV show. <laughs> he built that, but unfortunately, he just leaves uh, Eldrick's shit mm. everywhere. Um, but uh, there's tons of these little um, slime things with bones in them that are like Aldrich remains or something like that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're called like Aldrich flesh or something yeah. like that's the official name. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah parts of them that have sloughed off and kind of become He's... you know become sentient. Yeah, no, it, it's like the first boss of Demon Souls, Phalanx, mm-hmm. is basically mm-hmm. like. It's the first boss of the game, therefore it's it's pretty easy. But it's like Miyazaki really likes the concept and keeps kind of recycling bits of it. I'm mm-hmm. down for it. I love like, the concept. Like Rom, Rom, the vacuous spider, is very much like it, what if Phalanx was really fast? <laughs> yeah. And this yeah. is like what if Phalanx didn't have a shield? Yep. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, to go back, you go back to open up the cathedral, uh, the cutscene, and we get another visit from the Lothric. What's it? Um, <laughs> who's here? <laughs> Yeah. It, it makes far more sense for him to be here um just because oh, of uh yeah 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 well i mean the other place was he was in the cathedral of the deep which is uh, where yeah Aldrich used to be so uh the Aldrich, i'm i'm happy with the Aldrich what's it locations yeah uh, in fine. the game uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah um but uh again this yeah. is kind of the uh the large uh bloodborne kind of spider kind of guy uh yeah. with, uh, with the necklace of skulls the, drops the ruby the other one drops the sapphire yeah yeah and this yeah, yeah. And, this one lets you kind of reenact the cannibalism by regaining health on critical hits. Yeah, and like both of the, um, both of them have the same description, which is that um, Aldrich had a desire to share his can the, the the delight he got from cannibalism with other people, <laughs> which makes me wonder if like the spiders are like they're Aldrich followers who who ate people yeah. as well, and they become the spider things while Aldrich becomes the slug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I took it. I thought they were followers. That yeah, because if you look at the texture, it's like the it's kind of like the texture Aldrich has, where it's like this massive like bones and like just dead flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we already talked about fighting these things. Um, yeah, if you fight them out onto the stair, take them out onto the stairwell. 
they have some real weird animations that come from being on that screen. <laughs> yeah. So they're not, they're, they're not meant to be, be on. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> not remotely. They, yeah. they do not look good on 45 degree angles. So. Uh, but you want to do that because we fight them inside. You have these uh, deacons who are going to be taking pot shots at you. Well, de deacons, and I, I killed a couple of them, so I don't have an exact count. Um, but there are north of 12 of these slimes yep. in this room. There are so many yeah. of them. Um, so you, you don't want to do anything in here. Like this is just like a pain to clear out and a pain to deal with. And luckily, like you can run past all this stuff um, to get to yeah. the boss door, which is formerly where we fought Wernsey and Smo. Um, you can do um, if we didn't uh, stab Henri in the face with a sword. Um, <laughs> this is this is the good ending uh, for his or her quest. Right. Uh, so you can find a, a sign that lets you uh, go into their world and um, help them defeat Aldric, which is mm -hmm. what they've been on this quest to do. You know, remember, you know, their origin, both both uh, them and mm -hmm. uh, and and Horace were uh, kind of, you know, captives of the church and kind of like being groomed yeah. to be new meals for Aldric. But they escaped. Yeah. Yes. It, and uh, after you've done so, she thanks you. Um, and then uh, she goes hollow. Right. So where she goes hollow depends on whether you told her about Horace. Um, but she either goes down to where he's at uh, in the smoldering lake and builds a little shrine, which mm -hmm. is pretty cute, but then goes <laughs> oh, crazy. Um, yeah, she she makes a little shrine to him with a shield and stuff. Yep. Oh. Um, or she just goes hollow uh, ordinarily and it becomes Dark Souls 3 Mercy Killing number 42A. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, the usual the usual hollowing story. Uh, you've fulfilled your purpose. There's nothing more, and then all of a sudden, that yeah. kind of like lends it. Although that is not as prevalent here as it was in two. Just the idea again of hollowing being being dementia. Yeah, something I really yeah. really yeah. miss is like so, yeah. uh, elaborating on the human experience of that. Yeah, agreed. Like it's not like yeah. you know Orbeck mm -hmm. has that. You know, like there's there's so few characters actually have kind of that purpose. Um, you know, like what is what I mean, Grey Rat has a purpose, but it's not like he goes hollow if he can't thief. He just gets bored. Um, <laughs> yeah. The um, so then you go through the boss fog and you actually face uh, the man himself, uh, Aldric, the devourer of the gods. And um, yep. so <laughs> this is uh, that there, there, there's no cutscene really. And you would be uh, forgiven for thinking that this is another Gwendolyn fight because um, Aldrich is using Gwendolyn's torso as a puppet. And this yep. kind of presents as uh, Aldrich's uh, face, even though the Aldrich proper begins and ends just with the, uh, yeah. um, the goo that he has become, you know, again, as like this covetous yes. demon gaping dragon kind of uh, consequence of uh, gluttony. And I love that there's no cutscene. <laughs> yeah. Because it hits you like, it's like information overload instantly. You have to really process what you've just seen in like a split second. <laughs> Whereas if there had been some long introduction of like the Gwendolyn puppet moving and like the sludge everywhere. Yeah. It would <laughs> sort of lose its impact. It is just shoved right in your face that like, here it is. <laughs> Weirdly, the first thing that struck me upon walking in here was that uh, Ornstein's Smo's room became a shithole. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly what literally. A, what a bunch of messy given, boys. <laughs> given Aldridge's eating things, like, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be vulgar, but that literally could be Aldridge's, like, excrement that we're yeah. waiting around in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I and up until this point, I mentioned in the last episode that I, once I realized this was in Orlando, when we found Ornstein and Smo's stuff um, in the room with the paintings, I was I was like, oh, we're going to find Ornstein and Smo. Um, so I, maybe I wasn't diligent about reading descriptions. I didn't get to Gorshka before I fought this boss, um, things like that. So I didn't really realize that Gwendolyn was in play, um, <laughs> you know, at the yeah. and So I thought I was going to walk through here and fight a corrupt, like I was thinking artorious versions of Ornstein and Smo. Um, was was my initial thought. And I was really shocked when you talk about the sensory overload, you know, you see Gwendolyn and then the music comes in, um, <laughs> yeah. which is, uh, quotes the, the music from, from the Gwendolyn slash Moonlight Butterfly yeah. play, uh, fight from the first one. I love that so much. Um, the other great thing is that, like, they, they, um, they just refer to him as Aldrich Saint of the Deep <laughs> up until that <laughs> point. The first time he shows up, that's when you see on the bar Aldrich Devourer of Gods. <laughs> and yeah. it instantly hits you what's happened. And and how fucking cool is Devourer of Gods? Like, just as yeah. like a trope? Or like, just as a, you know, like eating a god? I am like way into that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. He eats people? Super, that's badass. I think, I think that's super cool. Like, eating people? Not as, you know, cool as that happens. People do that. Yeah. Um, you know, but like eating a god, like that's like such a, you know, that works as a display of power mm -hmm. uh, for me mm. as a thing. Again, again um, it's a huge disrespect. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it is uh, even and so with the puppet thing, like whether it's it's the corpse being used as a puppet or what the way I read it and just, uh, you know, I could be wrong about this, but I just want to make sure it's said in case anybody writes in um, is that Aldrich takes on these kind of aspects of things that he eats or right. can yeah, take on, like can thing. kind of summon these aspects. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I didn't think it, it was, like, him literally moving the corpse or controlling the corpse no. in his mind. I thought this was connected to Aldric, but he was kind of yeah. summoning Gwendolyn. Mm. And it's it's yeah. it led to people, like, oh, if he's got the top of Gwendolyn, then, like, is the rest of him Nito was, like, an argument that we had yeah, yeah. when the game yeah. was launched. And it's pretty clear now that it's not. But right. I, I, I agree that it's not. I think it's a little yeah. bit sloppy that he has that Gravelord sword yep. thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish, like, that's that's half information yeah. that shouldn't have been there yeah i mean it's, um, it's fainting toward the idea if he is the devourer of gods that he has gone around and eaten all the people that you killed in the first game when the only text is you know that he has just gotten gwendolyn as like, and the also, last like this, this game can't happen unless we've already killed nito but gwendolyn's always optional right right yeah yeah the um the there's actually the other piece of evidence for him having eaten nito is i saw in the dave klein video of the same thing is that the soundtrack does sound like a remix between Nito's yeah. theme, and it really does. Like yeah. Yeah, Nito's theme is in there. Well. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It is frustrating. I mean, I agree that it is probably not Nito. That is probably the truth of the matter. It is frustrating that yeah. Brum put these little feints in there for no. I'm also just reason. thinking, like, how would you eat Nito? Because he's just a pile <laughs> of skeletons. Well, you boil like, it. You make soup. Like you just make stock. Yeah, like, Nito yeah, stock. Nito yeah. soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we have Estes soup. We can make Nito soup. <laughs> That's true. Solar soup. Yeah. The um. <laughs> So uh, you, you know, can scoop him up with you could scoop Nito up with Fritos, yeah, <laughs> Nito Fritos. The um, <laughs> makes a Nito pie down south. The uh, 
so he has this kind of large slub like oh the other thing that the reason why he's neato is because he has all these bones in there but like yeah. everything has yeah. bones attached to him in this game the yeah. lothric what's it has bones <laughs> most so, people like, have bones the sandworm too <laughs> has like a bony texture on it yeah. yeah all kinds of things are covered yeah. in bones so that, does, that doesn't mean much but I definitely bought into the neato thing at first because of the great yeah. lord sword mm-hmm. um, and that made sense to me um, yeah I was like expecting bits of other god to like pop out throughout the fight yeah oh yeah I'm really glad he didn't have yeah. different like he switched to different god phases. Yeah, like, I love I mean, that. I, I feel like he's he's wasted potential because you could have mm. done so much with like the ability that he has to mimic people. Mm-hmm. You could have yeah. him like mimic NPCs and stuff, and like he's like killing people in filing, and you don't know who it is. But or... that happens at the end. Oh, oh wait, yeah. no, the, the the fight mimic. You you actually mean like oh. like literally no, no, make I'm, him yeah, a thing? I mean, like yeah. like oh. he like have him like take over Andre or something and eat him, G- and then you have giving him the voices to, to play with your head would have been incredible. <laughs> yeah, like if, if you, you you get there and as he like kills you, he goes like, "Don't you be going hollow," you know, or something <laughs> like that. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, um, the uh, so he kind of he's kind of this big blob. He's got Gwendolyn's uh, head. He kind of looks like a snake, like a naga, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. Yeah. Um, with a gigantic uh, scythe there, the Gravelord scythe. Um, and the mechanically, like, I actually really like this fight. I know a lot of people are not super into it. Um, and it's kind of, he's not very tanky. Like, you can kind of chunk him down, but his entire moveset is about keeping you away from him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because that is where he is worst. Yeah. So similar to Gwendolyn, right? Like, mm-hmm. Gwendolyn, that was a different expression of that idea. Like, Gwendolyn wanted to keep you away from him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so does uh, Aldrich. Uh, and the way he does this, um, you know, he kind of constantly fills the air with these little sprites, um, these little magic missiles. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a couple of big soul beams. And then his most infamous attack is this uh, Dark Moon uh, bow kind of no, attack. Yeah. No, where, where, where he will rain arrows down. Just like even even worse than the version Gwendolyn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it yeah. Is, it is truly devastating. But like the best way to kind of avoid it is to run toward him. Like, you know, well, and that yeah. puts you that puts you in position, at least for the first uh, the first, yeah, part first of the half. Yeah. Initially, it lasts too long. Um, how cool looking is it? It's like so these cool little, like, like, And when you when you die to it, and then you you're just a pin cushion of like a thousand little energy arrows. <laughs> like it is such a, it's such a cool looking death. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer you can't get hit by it. Like, and I don't really like one hit death things in uh, yeah. in Dark Souls. Um, and this is kind of one of those. Yeah. But it's also he telegraphs it so clearly that the message the message the way you avoid it is not actually hard. You just have to be really cautious. Right. Like it mm. lasts longer than you think it does. Yeah. Uh, so and that's so the like fight baiting did... you as well because Aldrich is such he's such like a like a weak squishy thing that you're always <laughs> tempted to run in and get a couple more hits. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. You, you don't and I think maybe part of the reason why I like this boss fight so much is that it just happens to play into how I play. Yeah. Like I, I play the game. Yeah. I play Souls games very conservatively and cautiously, and to have that rewarded is really great. Yeah. Um, mm. um, so the reason that I like this fight so much is because it is possibly the best expression of like fighting a really really like competent um one would even say godlike caster that i've mm. seen yes you know like this you know you you are going up against somebody who has you know just complete mastery of the elements um you know on their own terms in you know good footing um yeah you know even footing rather um it's a really it's a really good else. caster fight yeah like for sure i i, I think i kind of like dark lurker more uh as a fight but it, this is a very good caster mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, the th- the thing that sours Dark Lurker for me is the is the duplicate thing. Like, I, you know, yeah. like that it's that even footing, the, the even I, footing idea that makes me that that makes me lean toward this more. I actually love that the duplicate thing with that, but it, <laughs> it, we, we could 
we we went into that. Yeah, we we're not even going to go into it. Mm. We have done it. Um, you can you can go back to that. But this is this it, is it's really particularly really a relief after uh, Crystal Sage. Yeah, who yeah. was just like duplicate, 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 and say, oh come on. <laughs> And so, so this guy does the same thing Crystal Sage does, where he kind of ducks underground and comes back up yeah. Um, yeah. with a little area effect thing. Uh, but he does it with, like, frequency that really does, like, you know, get away from me, <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah. it, I really like how that kind of characterizes him because he is very strong. Like, he was made a Lord of Cinder because of his might. But he also, uh, it's almost like he's, like, uh, mindlessly focused on this like he yeah. wants to get away from you to get back to his kind of all-consuming haha uh kind of task which is uh consuming all you know yeah yeah also it's kind of like not click because you see aldrich pre-eating gwendolyn in the beginning and he's just like he's basically a liquid mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's not really clear how much of like quote-unquote aldrich is left he's even, or he's, he's even just there, like yeah. yeah he's just like he's kind of it makes me think of like the end of akira when Tetsuo <laughs> just turns his massive amoeba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that like does can he even control himself anymore or is he just eating yeah. everything? Yeah, all like all he is is uh the desire to devour. Um and we even yeah. see that like in some of the flavor text. Um, you know, very, very flavorful text. Um yeah. that uh, you know, says like, oh, he eventually just started eating because he was bored. Yeah. <laughs> like like the person I was talking to a uh, to about Aldrich said that like she saw him as like Sullivan's WMD. Mm. that like sullivan like kept this like thing that would just eat and destroy anything in its path like almost as like a weapon rather than them being on an equal even though aldridge is the one who has all the followers in the cathedral and these deacons and these archbishops he he's basically just like an animal at this point yeah like aldrich is the uh, is the engine and the figurehead but sullivan is the one who's actually directing it judge um which is and it's it's odd then that like sullivan is halfway through the game and then you kill him (laughs) yeah well exactly there's so much of this game that 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 feels like this is the point of the game Mm -hmm. is fighting this god eater you know it's like it's almost like this is the ending of a game that i maybe would have liked a little bit more yeah i mean it's a climax for sure him to come back throughout the game i'm like he's gonna He's going to pop up and he's going to be part Gwyn now or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like that, that for sure. Like anything would have, would have been the thing, because I think that the reason why I like Aldrich so much, other than the fact that I like the fight a lot, um, is that like, I think this is maybe in the series and far be it for me to like, you know, uh, see something in dark souls three does it the best in the series, but like the best build up to a boss mm-hmm. yeah. we've had. Um, cause I, you just spend so much time reading these really, really, fascinating evocative nuggets yeah um about this guy and then uh you go through you know why he's destroyed an orlando that was my an orlando you know like i I have a sense of ownership over that it's actually like the reverse of what they normally do because normally there's a boss you have no context or understanding of what this thing is you kill it and then in the aftermath of that you get the things like the souls and the lore and everything that are putting together what just happened like quailag yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. like you show up you have no idea who Quaylag is, you have no idea what she's doing. She's just a spider demon. You kill her, then after she's dead, it turns out, oh, she's gathering humanity for her sister. She's one of the witches of Isolith's uh, kids. Mm-hmm. She's merged with the demon because the fire went blah, blah, blah. But that's like, you find this out all posthumously, as far as she's yeah, concerned. Right. Or just the opposite. He's built up throughout it. Yeah. Uh, and like, like the, the, the comparable the, thing, I guess, would be Aldia, because Aldia is built up. Yeah, would yeah. be Aldir or even Gwyn. Yeah, Gw- right? like Gw- Gwyn is yeah. what I'm going to say because, like, you yeah. know, just like Gwyn, Aldric uh, has kind of shaped the entire world that we've gone through. Mm. 
you know, yeah. right now. And and that's so yeah. cool. Like that's such that's such a thing I play these games for is this like that that feels right to <laughs> yes. me in a way that like it's so when people like have like been like, you know, why are you down on this game? It's because I get that very rarely from this. Like, I don't feel that way about like the Abyss Watchers. Like, I like that fight. but I don't have that sense of like, you know, majesty and build up and coolness that really feels climactic. Like it, it yeah. does feel like it feels like the end of the game uh, to me, which in, and it's in no way it's like halfway through <laughs> um, or a little bit, a little bit more than halfway through, but roughly halfway through. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, this, we can do this in a way that, you know, puts this right before the final push on uh, Lothric in a lot of ways that feels like the, the order that was intended. Yeah. Uh, that's for the order I got as, anyway. you know, uh, uh, yeah. as, as well, but still like, you know, from Lothric onward, that is a tremendous amount of kind of like post amble or denouement that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't feel like it kind of like has as much drive as, you know, what we spent the first two thirds of this game doing. Yeah. And, and even, yeah. even liking that stuff, like I, I really dig that stuff with the angels. I love the, the princes. I love that, that boss fight stuff. But mm -hmm. if I were like making editing this purely for like sense of impact, mm -hmm. that would have come before this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to me, it feels like like Lothric is one story that mm -hmm. halfway through you stop and do a story about all yes. this and then pick up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Like th those are exactly yeah. how that's exactly how I feel about it. Um, And it it's it's a story I really like. So it ends up meaning yeah. that I have tons of goodwill for this, this stuff. I really dig it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're two stories told in very different ways. Yeah. Like yeah. Aldrich is very straightforward. This is what happened. Whereas Lothric is very, it's very bloodborne esque <laughs> of like this sort of cosmic unknowable element to it that yeah. is hinted at, but never really seen. And all the stuff about yeah. like, religion and these schisms within Lothric's yeah, power structure. And, and yeah. yeah. And then yeah. And also it doesn't help that we are yanked from this story and dropped bodily back into this thing that we could have forgotten. Yeah. yeah. How <laughs> sloppy yeah, it's is like, that? Oh, by the way. <laughs> oh man. Is that like, is that a seam? <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the, uh, but while we're here without saying how it impacts the entire game, like I am 100% on board. Um, I love this fight. I like helping people with it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, cause, uh, it is, if you play any kind of caster or distance, uh, fighter, you can really wreck shop. Yeah. Um, with yeah. this while people kind of distract, uh, distract Eldrick. Um, Eldrick has a second phase as well where it gains a uh, kind of fire powers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, all the, trails. We'll do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it will, uh, deploy yeah. life on scythe on you as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is a miracle, uh, that Eldrick dreamed up, <laughs> like dreamed of a yeah. being that was either Yorshka or Priscilla. Mm -hmm. um, a pale young girl that was in and like kind of kept away in a prison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of that it, it specifies like explicitly that mi miracles are like, it's a story. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. Aldrich has dreamed up or like dream, but he's like, he's seen as he devoured Gwendolyn, the story mm -hmm. of the painted world. Yeah. Because presumably also what the Corvian storytellers are doing. Right. Because yeah. I don't know if we've run into this lore bit yet, but uh, he devoured Gwendolyn gradually. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's they really good. put emphasis on it to the point where it sounds like like a Vore fanfic. <laughs> like just going on and on about how slow it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like yeah. the, the the sense that you get is he used him as a human larder almost. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Just took bits. And, and it pieces. makes you wonder like how that because Aldrich doesn't have a mouth. So it makes you think yeah. that like. Gwendolyn is just like suffocated by this blob that's like slowly dissolving him. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's the like? How many times has the idea of a human larder come up on the network? 
uh, first part of the question. Second part of the question, uh, how likely do you think that the entire body of our podcast work will be like Exhibit C <laughs> in some kind of cannibalism trial at some point based on how often we bring up human murders? Yeah, so so the thing is, uh, eventually we have to look at the common denominator, which is us. So yeah, exactly. maybe we're just bringing this to it. If someone's putting together the lore, Cole and I definitely have a closet full of frozen bodies. Like, <laughs> all lore points to, to that. Yeah. So... Um, uh, God, Eldrick's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, then, then you find the little like the his and her elevators. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that that uh, head on to the top. Um, and I, boy, I was also really surprised. Like when we say getting yanked bodily, like I also thought this would continue past here in some way. Yeah. Um, but when you get here, you just get the the Sun Princess ring. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, here, which uh, tells us about Guinevere. Um, it feels warm like the sun and Guinevere left to a foreign land and became the wife and mother and raised a family. Yeah. So she got and, a good ending. Well, yeah, which is, I mean, kind of, but we uh, like, well, yeah, I mean, okay. She so probably didn't. It, yeah. It's the possibility of a good ending. Yes. The possibility, but she, she got it. She got away from this. I, I kind of refuse to believe that it, it's impossible or that uh, a good ending is impossible just because she may have died at some point. Well, she's, I mean, she's yeah. likely um, like I'm, I'm on board the 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 Guinevere is the the Lothric queen train. Well, it's no. isn't it like basically just said outright on the um, hidden blessing? Mm. Is it is it like I'd have to look at the description again? I remember I, being you know, somewhat memory, open to interpretation, but it's pretty it's pretty suggest it's very it's likely, literally just the divine blessing from Dark Souls one with Queen of Lothric subbed in for Guinevere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I didn't I didn't make that connection. And she's 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 the mama. Yeah. Uh, it's one uh, of those things thing. that, like, because you can choose the hidden blessing as a starting gift. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can know right from the beginning that it's Guinevere, or you can find out here, hmm. depending on what you pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Um. So, yeah, that's uh that that's her, and that's uh that's Aldrich. <laughs> yep. And that's uh that's the room above. We'll be going back to this room. Um. Sometime relatively soon. I guess we didn't really, we didn't plan for it now, but we have to do a uh, long finger or do Kirk's or God, not Kirk. Leonard. I'm, yeah, exactly. Leonard. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we have to do a uh, ring finger Leonard's quest yes. at some point, which actually uh, will take us back here, um, which kind of has some suggestions about Rosaria yep. um, being related as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know that I think Rosaria is Guinevere slash the queen of, queen of I don't think that at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some people do. Yeah. It is. It is a theory. Yeah, that's no, out um, there, so v- Vati, I think Vati. No, Vati said she's Gertrude. I think. Yeah. 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 Which is which is. I mean, that feels a little a, bit again. It feels a little bit better, but it's, there's it's not... a little better. But then, like, there's literally a corpse with Gertrude stuff on it. I think. I think that's so obviously Gertrude. That's probably yeah. Gertrude. Yeah. The weird. The weird. The idea that's even up for discussion is really confusing to me because everyone's yeah. just like, "Oh, that can't be Gertrude." It's like, well, <laughs> that, that is historically how the game has communicated to us <laughs> that it is a person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that you, and you plus, find, like, their, find their corpse and she's their stuff. surrounded by like these feathers, and that's what mm-hmm. Gertrude had this miracle from the angels. And yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, so I mean, we'll 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 definitely we'll get into that as well, but we'll and we'll get into this last little bit probably uh, next episode. Um, yeah, but yeah, for now, um, I think that we probably said. Do we have any wrap up thoughts on kind of this area? Anything we didn't go into? Um, I'm just going through my notes. I don't think so. Yeah, um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll throw in just because I've got it here. You know, the the our dislike of the callbacks has been a prominent theme 
through all, through yes. all of this and yeah. i'll just repeat what i've what, what what i said at the beginning this feels different and this feels actually very yeah. cool because of the density and the consequence like, also because this feels like it is a sequel mm-hmm. to what happened it's building on prior events rather than just referencing them yeah and again the fate yeah. of man orlando evokes kind of you know the, the something that miyazaki stated as the purpose of the first of the first game which is you know yeah. this uh kind of uh, uh kind of rundown dignity and yeah, it's, you know, a, like a grandeur in decline sort yeah. of mm-hmm. yeah 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 um so and we've got to see it like we got to see the grandeur mm-hmm. we've got to see the yeah. decline when with dark and orlando um and then we got to see even further yeah you know with this and it's it's different. Like I'm I'm anticipating the feedback that's like, oh, you guys hate, you know, because to to uh, for some reason on the internet, uh, any kind of nuanced opinion is automatically seen as hypocrisy, and therefore, yeah, uh, you know, needs <laughs> you know that person needs to be thrown out because they, they're not pure. Yeah, exactly. They they like one thing and and dislike something else for the you know similar reasons. But I would, I'll echo what Cole said: is that this is so different. <laughs> you know, like this is it's uh, this is recontextualizing and bringing up something that we've seen before and continuing the story and doing something with it. Like yeah. Gwendolyn is here for a reason. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, it is not just a, he hears Gwendolyn. You know, it is. Oh, like this is somebody who we know and this is the rest of their story. It's not even like yeah. they're back. It feels like a continuation. Yeah. C- c- continuity is the word I would use for this. Yeah. Like, it is not a restart and it is not just kind of like uh, kind of a, a, a very half pulled punch. Of an exactly, yeah. which is you know what things like like Heisel feels like, yeah, you know, like where it's just like a little bit like oh this is a thing that I know about, but like okay, you know it does it like it's it, it I think because and part of the reason why is because of that uh, narrative weight we talked about with the game being about Eldrick for so long, mm-hmm. like this is in order to do the kind of callbacks that Dark Souls wants to do constantly, you need to treat the things you're calling back with this much respect, yeah, and not the yeah. amount of respect that you gave any number of the other callbacks like this much time and weight needs to be paid to the things. Um, and this is one of the very few examples of times they, they actually treat it with the kind of the reverence that I think it requires yeah. for it to work for me. You know, like your mileage may vary. If you're listening to this, your mileage does vary. I know. Um, <laughs> but the, but the, uh, this is how much, this is what it takes. I need this much care and thought put into a callback for it to feel good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um do uh yeah so uh richard thank you very much for joining us man thank you for inviting me back on yeah it was it was great thing i know you stayed up really late uh to do this which i appreciate it's, as well it's I just know. on 6 30 a.m yeah, that's so that's so that's, <laughs> that's so sweet ridiculous. of you i think i really appreciate that <laughs> it's fine um the uh where can people find you online uh if you just i've given up trying to spell my channel name if you just type bloodborne up close into uh youtube you will eventually find me i'll probably be the top one yeah, yeah. I, I should hope so. And I, yeah. I really eagerly await uh, some Dark Souls 3 stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I have a I have something coming. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. And th- those videos have the highest uh, recommendation. I really like those up close videos. Thank you very much. So thank you. They're very good. Richard for for hanging out with us. So uh, we let him go as per usual. Yeah. Um, but he is a guy who really knows his stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's awesome to to talk to somebody who is as knowledgeable and as good at close reading. Yeah. As uh, as he is. For sure. 
Yep. Um, so next time, uh, we're actually going to uh, go from one callback to another, and uh, we're going to backtrack a little bit. Good. What an amazing contrast this will be. <laughs> um, to talk about the universally reviled area, um, nearly universally reviled, yeah. um, of Smoldering Lake and the Demon Ruins. What? Huh? Um, how many chances do you need from... Um, <laughs> the, uh, so Demon Ruins are back, baby. And uh, and we're going to talk in about chalice it. form. In, in, they're back in chalice form. <laughs> um, and we're going to be joined by Sean Wagner, aka the lawyer, the lore hunter. Yeah, I was called we're... the lore lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say the lawyer hunter. Habeas <laughs> <laughs> hey, corpse. Bam! <laughs> it's time for Johansson, Murray, Kristoff, and dead. Uh, yours was better. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be joined by Sean to talk about this uh, area that not very many people like, uh, myself included. Yeah. Um, if you have anything to say about that, if you like it or dislike it, uh, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm taking, we, we, we take responses about kind of all of the areas. Um, if you are going to write in just like, hey, I've got thoughts about uh, about Irithal Dungeon and the Profane Capital, um, please try and keep those responses kind of focused to one particular area, especially as mm-hmm. we get to this last stretch where the order gets a, gets a little bit ordery-wordery. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to, like, say, write in about uh, Lothric, um, try and keep the keep it within the bounds of Lothric itself. That, that, that is purely a selfish thing. I'm being very lazy. I just want to, the way that I file your, uh, your responses uh, is by area. Um, and I don't kind of, like, go in and, like, copy stuff out into documents and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just makes things a little bit easier for us because we get a lot of responses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as per usual, uh, brevity is good and single subject kind of thing is good. So, yeah. like confining it to the area that doesn't mean you can't say something general about dark souls 3 mm-hmm. but making a uh, a point about a thing rather than an all-encompassing review is kind of what we want yes uh, for this if you uh if you want to support the show uh, the best way to do so is to go to patreon.com forward slash duck tv um we have new shows coming uh, mm-hmm. that we're getting closer and closer to being able to put out yeah um and even you know even without growing that number even just having that number and maintaining it is what helps us keep the lights on yeah. and, uh, you know, buy equipment, do live shows, things like that. Yeah. And even dedicate more and more of our time to uh, making more and more of this content. Yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So that is the number one thing you can do. What else can they do? Um, we have a Facebook page. Um, it is facebook.com slash bonfireside chat. You can go there and like it and uh, share our posts and things like that. That uh, that helps us grow. And that kind of feeds into a broader thing where like talking about us on social media is like uh, the only really the only real way that we grow. Um, so you kind of taking the opportunity to spread the word um, is uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah, yeah, we don't uh, we don't pay for advertising, so this is uh, it's all word of mouth. You know, as, as a general rule, we don't. We've done a couple of minor marketing things, but for the most part, it's just uh, through word of mouth. Yeah, and they're your mouths, <laughs> your words. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, also, huge thanks to uh, to people who came out to meet us in Austin. This is the first kind of new episode we've recorded after that live show for Watch Out for Fireballs. Um, met a lot of Bonfireside Chat fans um, while we were out there, and uh, that was a, a tremendous experience. So thank you um, for uh, both to our donors for helping make that possible, and also to the people who uh, took the opportunity to come say hi. Absolutely. Yeah. It was that was that was so fun, and uh, we love to love to meet people. We have another live appearance with our other show with Watch Out for Fireballs coming up at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, mm-hmm. uh, Retro Game Expo in October, yep. um, second weekend in October. It's um, uh, October twenty first through twenty third. Third weekend. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, of October. Uh, please come out and say hi. Even though we're not there to support Dark Souls, we'd love to meet you. Yeah. 
So uh, come on out, and we'll have information on our website and everything about meetups and the like uh, as it approaches. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then ratings, reviews, things like that are also all useful, as you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's probably good. Uh, Cole, uh, what should they do until next time? Hmm. Let me just remember, the all-powerful fire deserveth a new air. Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> you, you got my vote. <laughs> And we all pray that we will have far more soon 